You think this is new to me? Do you know how many rebellions I put down? How many worlds I've conquered? How many Avengers I've killed? And you think you can beat me? This is Harmless Foster Wrestling. Everyone, this is your host, Throw Smiley, but Quantum, who's joining me this week? Hi, I'm Josh Cesar. Holy shit, that guy looks like Crockett. There's something I never told you. I'm Brian Lesh. <laughs> Stop asking about his folds. I'm Zarina. <laughs> I'm Alaric Weber. I'm sorry I look like broccoli, Josh. <laughs> it's all right. It's you okay. just startled me. <laughs> How many holes does Broccoli have, anyways? Many as you want. He does. Al's got his hair kind of. Oh, you kind of look like Broccoli, folks at home. I could see him Broccoli. Yeah, chop on Broccoli. You Broccoli, Al. And this is harmless phosphorescence. <laughs> it's the broccoli. he puts the rock in Broccoli. All right, <laughs> or the bro in Broccoli. Hey. All of it. This is Harmless Phosphorescence. It's the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and source material. (laughs) I am unable to speak today. And then we tell you all about it. Uh, You may have noticed we've got a guest this week. Thanks for joining us, Serena. Thanks for having me. We had her on our first uh, Ant-Man pod. So uh, if you would like to hear more from her, go back and listen to that. Uh, what was the other one you were on? You were on another one, it was, right? It was Ant Man, just Ant Man, right? I think, uh, yeah, I think just one. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, you'd know. Yeah, I do not know. <laughs> I have men. I've Mandela yeah. affected yeah, myself. <laughs> We've already done Galaxy Quest, Josh and I <laughs> together yes. in a dream. Yeah, that's true. Brian, I have done so many you shows. You have that I've done it. Galaxy as well. Quest Some with other. our and we had Sigourney Weaver on the show. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Uh, some quantum worlds, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this show is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and Atticus Burkett. You can be a patron too. Go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. We've got lots of uh, extra uh, uh, podcasts up there. A bunch of movie ones. Um, Split Second was up there. Recently. None of them are extra except for Split Second. That one's extra. Yeah, it is. Uh, but um, and we'll be doing a, a league of their own soon. So uh, check that one out. That'll be going up there uh, for our monthly movie. We got some Star Wars ones, music ones. Check them out. Um, this week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. It's okay. Breathe. We're gonna get out of this. And we're going to go home. This place, it isn't what you think. It's a cage. But we can help each other. He's a monster. You cannot trust him. I'm just a man. I know how it ends. I don't care what he can do. He's not getting out. But you thought you could win. And 
have to win. We both just have to lose. Marvel Studios, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Experience it in 3D February 17th. Get tickets now. Do it now. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. There was a lot of heavy breathing in that uh, trailer. There were. There was. <laughs> that was, that was just me. I was like, are that we just, just listening me. to Catherine Newton just breathe for a few <laughs> seconds here? I'm glad that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it was released February 17th, 2023. Had a running time of 124 minutes. Uh, cost $200 million plus $100 million in promotion. And made $476 million. So it was one of the least successful MCU films um, over since it's it's been over a decade since we had one that that tanked that badly. Dark World? Um, Dark World. Yeah. Dark World would have been the last. Uh, Hulk did not do well. Oh, incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. It didn't do great um, at the box office. So let's talk about that, guys. You ready to play the box office top 10 game? Yes. Yep. <laughs> this is <laughs> yes, the I game am. where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of February 17th, 2023. And uh, our panelists here are going to try to guess <laughs> what movie I'm describing using mostly the box office mojo description. Here we go. The no- I love that we're panelists. You're I'm panelists. sorry to interrupt you. That, that made me giddy. Like we're on the match game or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, the pyramid, whatever that was, 6000 But Oh, it kept going up. It started at, wasn't it like $5,000? And by the end, it's like 100000 like Inflation. That, it, I know um, it was a pyramid of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. At number 10 for the week of February 17th, 2023. A grump who's given up on life following the loss of his wife wants to end it all. But when a young family moves in nearby, he meets his match in quick-witted Marisol, leading to a friendship that will turn his world around. A man, man called, called Otto. Otto. Yeah. Yep, a man called oh. Otto. Hanks, I have not seen that one. It's fun. It's Good. not what it's not a normal Tom Hanks performance, I guess. Well, if he's grumpy, that's definitely not a normal Tom Hanks performance. Yeah. It's like uh, old man the burbs. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. No, not not really, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just led me down a Rose Pratt. Yeah, I just haven't seen it. There was no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's like an afternoon movie, you know. So mm. I don't know exactly what this means, but my stepdad's doctor told him to watch it <laughs> like medically <laughs> like it was a medical recommendation he's like i'm gonna write this out for years prescription yeah. seriously i can't I diagnose see. you as grumpy but uh check this but, uh, out it's exactly what, that's it josh yeah. it's like you don't want to say or she or whatever the doctor was didn't want to say but that was his um part of his medical uh <laughs> was to watch my old auto the moral <laughs> of the story <laughs> is fix your attitude <laughs> No, no the likes. moral is anyone could be anything now. And not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a doctor's recommendation. Wait, that's like uh, that's like us recommending a medication to somebody. <laughs> Stay in your lane, doc. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, don't for like little convers that that's a personal conversation after the, you know, the appointment. 
as you're getting ready to leave. Oh, have you seen the new Tom Hanks movie? Not like you should see the new Tom <laughs> Hanks <laughs> movie. And <laughs> the first ten minutes of the movie, he's trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, like literally, you start the movie and it's like there is a person who might commit suicide in this movie and you're like oh this movie's gonna end really dark and it opens with it like so God, is there more suicide in this movie i should be worried about it literally lingers like a cloud over the rest of the movie he was he was never the same since he and that volleyball got divorced that's true josh number number nine this week after her mother goes missing, a young woman tries to find her from home using tools available to her online. <laughs> oh, this is that text message. That's how I find pizza. This is the like test text message my mom got kidnapped. I'm going to oh. Central America by myself. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Is it called Home Safe or Safe? No, it's just called Missing. Tools <laughs> <laughs> so available. <laughs> is this made by the same people who made that Jim Caviezel Sound of Freedom movie? Oh, like protect our kids where we go one whatever QAnon crap. Sorry, I don't know. It, it, I'm not sure. No, I think they were kid just kidnapped somewhere in Central America, and she's yeah sleuthing like Daryl said with the tools available, <laughs> like an axe, yeah, Instagram and LinkedIn, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> a flint. Find my, yeah. <laughs> find, find my mom. Yeah. Find Oh my god, that should totally be an app. <laughs> like I've lost my mom in here. <laughs> Use the Find My Mom app. Uh, it's that, good actually. The poster <laughs> says from the minds behind searching. <laughs> oh, missing and searching. <laughs> searching. What about taken? They're like, no, no. We have nothing to do with it's taken. It's taken already. Yeah, she was taken. Now she's missing. <laughs> she was taken. Now she's left behind. It's hard to keep track. And searching. At, num- searching. at number eight this week. In late 1930s Bay City, a brooding down on his luck detective is hired to find the ex-lover of a glamorous heiress. What? That was made in 2023? <laughs> yeah. Starring Liam Neeson. Jessica Lang and Diane Kruger. <laughs> Diane Kruger Mellencamp. <laughs> she You're was, waiting for that. She tried that in a small town. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is it? Again? Yeah, yeah. What is it? it sounds like an '80s. Something in Bay City. It's it's yeah, it, yeah. Bay City. It's where it, the tigers are. It's uh, Marlowe. He's playing Philip Liam Neeson is Philip Marlowe. Oh, hmm. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Period piece, detective noir. Is it a, a? I mean, obviously they probably, but is there? It's not a remake of like the Maltese Falcon or something that high profile, right? Yeah, no, I don't think it's that specific. Just a different. Yeah, yeah. He just um, not taken. Let um. You already told us. Marlo. It's called Marlo. <laughs> oh, it's called Marlo. Marlo. I thought we were just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just talking about that's who we played. Yeah, no, no, it's called Marlo. We should have yeah. let you guess some more. Yeah. <laughs> I would have just, yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> Hoover. All right. uh, Marlo and me, just like a 30s detective <laughs> running around Jennifer Aniston and Luke Wilson. 
Oh, what do I imagine Liam Neeson running like he's a golden retriever right. on all fours? But it still has the voiceover narration of a like film noir detective, but from a dog's point of view, naturally. I'd watch a movie from the dog's point of view. I have. We have. You have. Oh, that's true. That's true. We all have. Yeah. Wait. Was Air Bud from the kid's point of view or the dog's point of view, though? Well, I, I think mean, it's arguably, you know, it's like, who is Cujo from their point of view or Cujo's point of view? From If you're a dog, he's the hero. Yeah, that's true. A brave dog defends his house. <laughs> from, you know, I don't, I don't like people yeah, enough. From the kid from Who's the Boss. The dog's my hero, too. Uh, at number seven this week, a teenage aristocrat falls in love with a kind but poor artist aboard a luxurious, ill-fated boat. Titanic again? Yeah, <laughs> Titanic, the 25-year anniversary. Aw, boo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> With new stars as people die in the ocean. I think that's the one thing he changed. He changed the stars. Oh, yeah, yeah because because he was told he got the... Because uh, Neil deGrasse oh, the Tyson is like, he's like, it's off by a little. Astronomical. <laughs> so like, shifted, I guess. That's like, thanks, Neil. Yeah. I loved Neil deGrasse Tyson's like uh Cosmos and all of that, and then like he just kept talking on Twitter and it's like, bro, you know, stop. No, he, he he stopped talking like Neil deGrasse Tyson and he kept talking like he was narrating something. Yes. Okay, I don't what are you guys talking about? I don't Neil deGrasse Tyson? Oh, yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson is, is he's the reason why in Titanic they changed this the night sky as Rose oh. and uh Jack are sinking or Jack is sinking. Um, because I guess it was slightly off by like 15 degrees, which is a lot, but like really not that much. Yeah. But also he has a pretty, um, big Twitter presence and it's not great. He says a lot of dumb things on Twitter for such a smart guy. Um, I mean, I see, I see. That's Twitter. Yeah. Um, I leaned into that rock star type thing instead of just being a famous scientist like Sagan or even Bill Nye or something. Well, and appara- yeah. apparently he retweets the same jokes over and over again months <laughs> apart because if he doesn't feel like they got enough of a laugh the first time or something. Yeah, he's workshopping. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at number six this week, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. Oh, knock, knock at the cabin yep. or something? Yeah. Dave oh. Bounties. That's an M night. Yes, it is. And I will tell you, just like so many, it was a more than decent movie until the goddamn end. Oh. And he could I have like made that. any choice. I hate his twist. We had an end again. I like M. Night Shyamalan movies. I, I'm one of those. So I Like I just they said, yeah, three quarters of the way. I, I like about half of his movies. Yeah. Well, I like half of about half of his book. <laughs> yeah, I was like... I like that. Ten years ago, he was batting 300. Now, I can't say it. I don't know if he was batting 300 ten years ago. That's true. There are times... 20, when... 20 years ago, he was batting 300. It's been a long oh. time. There have been times where... I mean, that's where... one out of three. Less. That's less than one out of three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just there are times when he does he doesn't realize that nothing would be better than what <laughs> you know what I, like 
It doesn't need to be explained. The way you explained it is so insulting after, you know, especially when it's supernatural or God. Or in trees. Giant, in giant quotes. Yeah, the trees. Or coral are and rocks. That's what's <laughs> yes. happening. The average moviegoer is very dumb. And he has not accepted that that is okay, that those people are a little lost. Well, yeah. if you're going to accept supernatural elements, then it's okay to not explain them fully. It really is. It really is. You can just be on the beach that makes you old. You don't have to. Right, exactly. This apocalyptic <laughs> thing. The can, yeah, I, I don't mind that it shakes out the way that he, but it's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, knock at the door. Yeah. It's a, it was a very entertaining movie. I like Jonathan Groff. Yeah, he's good actor. I didn't realize he was in that. He's getting I, I'll, I'll see it for him alone. Like I said, the premise, and it, it's great. <laughs> Until he has to end it. <laughs> how did, I can't remember, Josh, how did it end? See, that's how good it must have been, right? I don't want to spoil, but at, at the end of the day, it was God. It was the actual apocalypse, it, and it was actually God, and he was actually upset, and they actually needed to appease him, and the world actually ended. So it's Cabin in oh. the Woods. <laughs> basically um no it's the knock on the door is not just the end of the world they're jehovah's witnesses yeah they're they're in a little cult they've dave bautista's been seeing this prophecy jonathan groff and his partner have to decide which one of them dies or the entire planet dies that this is what god wants and and it turns out that is what God wants. So there literally is an Abraham and Isaac situation. It's not something that's like a natural catastrophe. It, it really was that God was testing uh, like these five people. And Jonathan Groff and his husband. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a lot, M. Night. Yeah. Speaking of Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> I was walking on the uh, uh, Tucson Loop the other oh. day. Yeah, and they uh, set up tables. They, they had a table that just said um, mental health care. I was like, oh, and I got like a little past it, and I could see on the back the watchtower, and I was like, hey, that's a bait and switch, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I mean, they learned from yeah. the best Scientology, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's too hot to go around right now, so. <laughs> yeah. just going to sit in the shade. Sit in the shade, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let, yeah. Sorry. Number ahead. five at the box office this week. <laughs> No politics, no religion. <laughs> a group of friends made it their lifelong mission to go to the Super Bowl and meet NFL superstar Tom oh. Brady. 80 for Brady. 80, 80? 80 yeah. for Brady or is it 50 for 80? It's 80 for Brady. This is, a, this is a weird movie to exist. Starring Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. What? I think it's... I think watched it's it quite a formula I, I don't think it's all that wacky yeah i'm just surprised that all four of them are in this movie together that's a cool cast it is and, uh, and well it's, it's like a, what was it last vegas or wild hogs or you know they've done yeah. lots of it with the we all space cowboys we were talking about recently yeah so it's that kind of thing and there are it's surprising amount of aunties and moms out there that are obsessed with Tom Brady. It's yeah, it's just it's funny and that the NFL it's, that it's such a like specific, yes, like person brand thing happening. <laughs> yeah, those those things age weird. Yeah, they do. 
80 yeah. for so his name is in the title that'd be like michael jordan's space jam almost yeah like, yeah i'm trying to think of another example but there have been other ones where it's like yeah it was so dated yeah yeah no no there there are uh-huh. ones like that um yeah uh at number four this week Um, a, a dancer takes to the stage again following a business deal that went bust, leaving him broke and taking bartender gigs in Florida. <laughs> then he heads to London with a wealthy socialite who lures him with an offer he can't refuse. Magic Mike 3? Magic Mike, yeah. Yeah, Magic Mike's Last Dance, it's called. <laughs> I didn't realize that was the plot of that movie. He goes to London? Yeah, he's Inter- like... International Man of Mystery. He's like, you're actually princess of... <laughs> I have to admit, I uh, started watching it, and then after like first dancing, I was like, "Okay, that's good." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Okay, it's, it was very good." He's like, he's a great dancer, like Channing Tatum. What is it? Channing Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah, he does really yeah. good. He's like really sexy. It's entertaining. It. Like, yeah, he was. Well, I know the first one was semi-autobiographical. Yeah, the first one was incredible. Honestly, yeah, was I, a, a I walked out probably thinking, like. Wow, it was really good. Yeah, he used to work in the nightclub. He worked hard for the money. <laughs> so I've never watched any of those uh, Magic Mike movies. I didn't even realize he was a dancer. Oh, he is. That's and Matthew right. McConaughey. Yeah, I, I I didn't know the plot and at fluffy. all. I don't know. How Gabriel Iglesias really, really is in it too. Oh, that's right. I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah, the plot is out. They dance. It's exciting. Uh, somebody magical? learns a lesson. No, it's <laughs> oiled, is what I would it's say. <laughs> if if there is magic in the movie, it's the ability for light to shine off of men's bodies. The glistening, and, yeah, the glisten and the shadow. The glistening. <laughs> uh, all right, at number three this week, when our hero discovers that his passion for adventure has taken its toll, and he's burned through. I'll... <laughs> There's no way to say this without giving it away. <laughs> He's burned through a lot of his energy. <laughs> he launches an epic journey <laughs> to uh, restore himself by finding the mythical last wish. What? I had to take some stuff out. Huh? <laughs> to, like, make it <laughs> even slightly harder. Kind of... uh, it's animated. It's an animated film. Oh. It's a sequel. Oh, yeah. It's a sequel yeah. to a spinoff. And it was strange. It was considered strangely good, this movie. Like, people were surprised at how good this movie was. Animated? Animated. And a spinoff. A sequel to a spinoff. Yeah. I, I, that makes sense, but I'm trying to think. It's, yeah. It's the uh-huh. second movie in a spinoff series from the original film is series. Is it a Minion? It's not a Minions movie, is it? Not a Minions, but that's our general kind of uh, ballpark we're talking about. Is that because that of was animated... spun off, right? Yeah. that was originally another. Yeah, that kind of animated huh. film series type thing. But it it predates the original series predates Minions. Uh, oh. It's uh, <laughs> it it gets actually it gets brought up a lot by everybody. We talked about it last week briefly. Oh. Is it a Shrek? Oh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots 2. Ah! Yeah. Puss in Boots 2. Yeah, I'm never too far away from the swamp in my mind. <laughs> yeah. No, the, wor- the, ne- the word Shrek is said. <laughs> there, at, the, at some point in the world, there's always <laughs> someone saying the word Shrek. 
somewhere, somewhere right now. Someone who said it. Yeah, somewhere right now, a kid is saying Shrek. <laughs> An adult is or four. Yeah, if you stare into Shrek. a mirror and you say it seven times, <laughs> he will appear. Mash mouth song starts playing, and yeah, your door's coming down. <laughs> There's some Shrek fans out there. One of my students has the whole screenplay on a t-shirt. Sure's. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's really there, cool. There's so many <laughs> films to do that with, but Shrek. Yeah. Classic. Like, well, I mean, the best part is like is it, Shrek can be a verb, <laughs> it can be an adjective. Be whatever you want. Yeah. You Shreked me. I'm feeling Shrekky. You know. Yeah. It's our Smurfing, even though Smurfing was our. He's the Shrekking of Shrek, yeah. whoever Shreked. He is. Yep. The Charlie Brownie is. Uh, um, at number two this week, blue people, water, Avatar oh, two, yeah. Avatar two, not not the Smurfs, not Black Panther two, but Avatar two. It was okay. Yeah, first one was fun. better because it was interesting. It's always the same thing, except for it had like. Water. Yeah, same. Yeah, water people. Water. They were a little different. Yeah, yeah. This I mean, movie was ten years too late. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I'll wait five years for a movie. I don't know if I'll wait seventeen or however many years it was. Has it? Was it? That but long since but the first? I think it was like twelve. It 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 also became the fourth most uh, uh, successful film of all time monetarily. So like. I guess it was fine as far yeah. as James Cameron's concerned. Wait, this one or the first one? The, the Avatar. Second one. The, oh, okay. oh, the second one. Uh, the second yeah, one Avatar is... Avatar 2. Yeah, and the first one is number one. Yeah, again. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, yeah, it took it back from Endgame with the re-release. Um, And opening at number one, Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne are dragged into the quantum realm along with Hope's parents and Scott's daughter Cassie. Together, they must find a way to escape. But what secrets is Hope's mother hiding? And who is the mysterious Kang? Uh, who's that fellow? <laughs> who's that good-looking guy? Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Quantumania opens at number one. Doesn't stay there for long. I want to hold you. I wish Quantum Mania was just them in Beatles wings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did Avatar 2 open this week also? No, Avatar 2 is in its uh oh okay. we're 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 3 months into Avatar 2 at this point. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's still number 2. It was number 1 the previous week, yeah. Wow. Far up. That's how it got yeah. all that money. It had legs. It just stayed there. Have fins. Yeah. I mean, I gave them money for Avatar. That still's melting my brain that it had that much staying power. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It was yeah, number Avatar. one or number two for almost four months. Avatar 2? Yeah. That's that's how it made two and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Uh, so that is the box office top ten, which brings us to the character and comic book background. Professor Al, tell us what we need to know about things that are quantum. Or not. The people yeah. living there. Yeah. Um, I got halfway through this movie before I realized I 
halfway through my second <laughs> watch before I realized, oh shit, there are new characters. There are some characters. Uh, I haven't... I, I was gonna say I haven't had to do this in a while, but I did. What, what did we do last week? Bulletproof Monk, you had to. Bulletproof Monk, yeah. PPM. Uh, I was remembering Sheena, too. Uh, <laughs> I love giving things that don't deserve acronyms. Yeah, it's so impactful on our lives, we call it PPM. <laughs> so, from the comics, uh, first new character, and it was, uh, Josh, you, you mentioned it was, uh, they tricked us Ooh. because um, Kang, this was not, if you, if you watch Disney+, Plus. This was mm. not your first introduction to Kang, the complicated character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We got an hour or two, Al. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> um, I, I shaved it down a little bit. Uh, the character who would become best known as Kang first appeared in... <laughs> the artist Fent formerly known <laughs> as Kang. <laughs> Yeah, best known, as, best known as King. <laughs> the citizen known as Hootie. <laughs> uh, first appeared in Fantastic Four number 19, October of 1963, by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Everyone drinks. This, <laughs> this issue introduced the Pharaoh Ramatut, a criminal from the year 3000 who had traveled back in time and conquered Egypt. The character was implied to be the descendant or possible future incarnation of Dr. Doom. Hmm. Um, the same month in The Avengers number 8, it is revealed that Ramatut traveled to the year 4000 after Egypt and adopted the name of Kang. A decade later, now we're in the 70s, uh, and disco's taking its toll. Uh -huh. <laughs> Kang the um, cool guy. The character of Immortus, previously introduced in 1964, was retroactively established as the future identity of Kang. In December of 1984, it was heavily implied that Kang was not descended from Doctor Doom, but from Nathaniel Richards, the father of Fantastic Four's Mr. Fantastic. Hmm. And there's a lot of interpretation or murmuring as to whether or not, I don't know, Reed is the actual father of that show. I've, I've read so many fan theories on like, is Doom actually the father of Franklin Richards though? Because mm. you know, yeah. he was hollering at Sue Storm every single time they encountered each other. Him and Namor. Hmm. Hmm. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Um, in the 90s, Kang's birth name was established as Nathaniel Richards, which was uh, Reed's, Reed's father's father. name. Um, was that, what was their kid's name? Franklin. Franklin, okay. I couldn't remember. Um, At one point, he was the most powerful character in the yeah. Marvel Universe. Um, so yeah, uh, Kang's in the 90s, Kang's birth name was established as Nathaniel Richards, though subsequent publications have continued to present Kang's ancestry as ambiguous. Um, 
yeah, there were like several. So at some point, Sue Storm was Kang and Kamala Khan was Kang for a while. This, this is what I mean. It's a, it's a real like, I'm Kang and so is my wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, they're like Kang's everybody, it, it seems. There's um, a little bit of Kang in all of us. <laughs> it's the Kang we made along the way. Um, Truly conquering time and space. Oh, yeah. it's a perfect character for that. Like, you, there's never, especially in a cinematic sense, like, oh, you didn't go back and pay that off. Oh, yeah, that was an incursion or a variant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, abilities include a genius level intellect. Do, 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 do. Uh, he's a master strategist, tactician, and field commander. Access to advanced technology and a highly advanced battle armor his, that grants... His power is access to advanced <laughs> yeah, technology. access. <laughs> Just like uh, the chick from that movie we heard earlier. Missy. Um, <laughs> he conquered with the tools available to him on the internet. In his battle armor. The tools available to him is battle armor, uh, which grants him superhuman strength, speed, stamina, and durability. Time travel, telekinesis, energy, hologram, and force field projection, and the ability to control other forms of technology, like <laughs> cell phones. To control other forms. <laughs> A or regular phones. Yeah, technopath. Um, yeah, they didn't explicitly say technopathy. But his suit uh, gives him an equivalent. because Yeah, we've like talked it. about it yeah. before. Yeah. Uh, um, which is interesting. Usually, they they drop a term like that. But Kang's know, whole, Kang's whole thing is that it's you know any science that we don't understand is equal to magic, basically, <clears throat> because he's from the future. I, I've always liked that. He's like he's just yeah. a normal guy who brings his iPhone to the past. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, I can Caught do long division. Picture. Watch, yeah, <gasps> like I might not um, have the internet, but I'll show you a picture of the Earth. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think the first time that we uh, used the word technopath or technopathy was uh, with Doctor Doom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, yeah, you could see how the relation between the two is up in the air. Well, there's another. Um, <laughs> So, you know, in uh, Multiverse of Madness, Reed Richard appears out of that square sort of portal. Yeah. And that, that tech is Doctor Doom tech. And it's blue. Um, but Kang uses something similar and it's gold. Hmm. So like at the end of Loki, he's and actually the doorways that the time authority come out of are gold colored like that. So hmm. fanboys are curious as to whether or not, you know, when we do see Doom... Kang has already taken some of his tech from him. Like if they already know each other from a previous battle timeline. Um, I I clicked down on the Wikipedia page, and I'm glad I did because under other versions, um, it tells me that the Spider Ham reality contains a kangaroo named Kangaroo the Conqueror. <laughs> it does. 
sure God does. bless um, them with their puns. Animal based puns. And I guess there was an X Men Star Trek crossover. Hmm. What? Uh, more about where, that. Called yeah. Second Contact. Uh, an alternate version of Kang disrupts a number of timelines before being defeated by the combined effort of the mutant X-Men and the crew of the Enterprise E. Oh, I'm going to find that. Okay. That sounds cool. Oh, the e. That sounds very cool. All right. Moving on to MODOK. Everybody's <laughs> favorite floating Yay! head. Or, or MODOK, more accurately. More accurately. It kind of made me mad that Scott did that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> we don't need the F. Yeah. Uh, in acronyms, we drop off those uh, uh, unimportant words quite often. Yeah. Um, Modoc first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 9394. September and October of 1967. I that confused me. Was it two issues or one issue released at the same time? It doesn't matter. Um, by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Woo! Drink, drink, drink. Um, the acronym mechanized organism organism designed only for killing alternately used the words mental and mobile for the letter M. Um, actually, mental was the original usage. Mental organism designed only for killing. Right, that's why there was the big brain. <coughs> Just ahead. Um, <laughs> Baby legs. Baby legs. <laughs> After that, uh, MODOK became a recurring foe for Captain America. Um, quoting writer Mike Conroy, uh, whose physical perfection he so resented. Mm. So, Modoc was jelly of Captain America and his abs. Interesting. Fair. Of steel. His ass, America's ass. <laughs> we, uh, we see Modoc's ass. ass. <laughs> yeah, we do. The first uh, butt we see in the MCU. <laughs> Hopefully the last. I've yeah. had enough butt in the yeah, MCU. It was a little weird. Um, the, first jelly. <laughs> <laughs> the first MODOK is George Tarleton, a former employee of Advanced Idea Mechanics, or AIM, yep. an arms-dealing organization specializing in futuristic weaponry. I feel like Stan and Jack spent a lot of time coming up with acronyms. Like a lot, <laughs> like like they set aside portions of each day just for acronym work. It's like, yeah, I what, mean, what's a good word? Can we make an acronym out of that? Absolutely, and Aim. they love, uh, and we know they loved alliteration. Um, yeah, they would sit. You know, during the day they would put together the comic. Then they would go get hammered in a bar and be like, what about a kid who got bit by a spider? What about a little baby guy with a giant head? Well, fuck yes, yeah, Stan, I love it. So Marvel, Marvel just had a game come out like two years ago, the Avengers game, which is not good. Don't buy it. Mm -hmm. um, but the story right. is interesting, and MODOK is a big part, and they go the George Tarleton route. And it was neat seeing them not do that. Honestly, I prefer this. I know that people were like, ooh, it's not MODOK. But I prefer oh. this because this the character has some connection to the story instead of and, 
just setting a, up a whole like new a, yeah yeah well, and, like a floating head and a new company and all this other crap yeah, and, you know? and new mean, character and i mean let's yeah. be clear like the the design of modok is a little silly <laughs> and, yeah and if you're gonna you know they had the, we know they had to do it at some point because it's a very popular character and if they were gonna do it this is a good way to do it is modok a popular character well or is it not it's uh, like Kang, uh, where it's like he's kind of a well-known character. Yeah. Right. But that <clears throat> the success of Guardians of the Galaxy blew any of that out of like yep. I never would have imagined that Rocket Raccoon would be the dominant like character of the MCU. I, yeah. I never or, imagined Rocket Raccoon would make me cry. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely not. Like they were kind of a joke group when I was growing up reading the books. But um, yeah, this Modoc, there was an animated Modoc series. It's on Hulu, I believe. Pat yeah. Oswald is Stop Modoc motion anime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that? That robot? Ro- the robot chicken type style. Yeah. Um, quite funny. Quite, quite funny. And celebrity voices like John Hamm is Tony Stark, Iron Man. And it's and he works uh, at AIM. Modoc works at AIM and they're employees. And it's like, you know. Yeah, that you get kind the, of the beekeeper suits too. Yep. Which is, yeah. it's classic yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Um, is well, yeah. the daughter and Ben Schwartzman is the son. Yeah. Uh, mm. Santiago from uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is the daughter. Yes. Oh, uh, they're Amy. Both, uh, no, no. Fumero. I think. So. I think but so. yes. Yeah. yeah, he's married to a regular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have a regular life. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So, um, George Tarleton <clears throat> undergoes, uh, while at AIM, he undergoes substantial mutagenic medical experimentation designed to increase his intelligence. While successful, the experiments result in him developing a freakishly large head and a stunted body, causing the character's need of a hover chair for mobility. Um... As stated previously, Modok has a superhuman intelligence and psionic powers. Psionic powers. And his powers are just because his brain got so big, right? Like, his brain got so big, it became magical. Well, yeah, using parts that the rest of us don't use. Yeah, because it's it's big and he uses all of it. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Sounds like a 90s hip-hop song. <laughs> it's big and he uses all of it. The chorus of girls singing in the background. <laughs> and according to Wikipedia, Gentora and Krylar are also characters appearing in Marvel Comics. Oh, God. Um, uh, I've I listened to the Loveness and uh, what's his name? Peyton Reed audio commentary it just Mm -hmm. dropped on on disney and they were like yeah we were like trying to scrape as many characters as we could from the existing marvel properties because we knew we were going to create so many characters whole cloth that we wanted to be able to say like here we are paying homage to stanley and jack so kryler was bill murray who was the first character you said now gentora uh she was the the revolutionary leader ah with the best weapon, why didn't everyone just have that weapon? Right. I'd be like, I'll have the melting stick thing. Sorry. <laughs> it stood out to me. Um, On Wikipedia, 
Krylar has... Okay, so the description is like, uh, Lord... Oh, wait, that's... Oh, sorry. Uh, he gets like, he's a fictional character in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Krylar is an assassin on Kai, who works for the warlord Vissus. Um... Oh! He's a green yeah. <laughs> dude in the comics. Mm. He does not he's look white? like he's green. He doesn't look like Bill Murray. Green, okay. I imagine yeah. Bill Murray showed up and was like, I'm not gonna be green. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that both Krylar and Gentora are from Hulk comics. Like that's um, where they showed up. Gentora first appeared in Realm of the Kings Son of Hulk number one in February 2010. Um, and it doesn't even really describe her. They're they are not defined characters really. They're yeah. just like named people that show up and they're like, I'll help and then they die or something. Yeah. I'm surprised they made up so many. Honestly That's unprecedented in the MCU so far. They talked about it, they're like, it felt kind of weird creating all of these characters, but like we have like they, they felt like they had to do that. It was interesting. I mean background, sure. They're in this yeah. Quantum realm, but it's odd that they, you know, yeah, just something that hadn't been done yet. This I feel was like, a very. I was gonna say, I feel like those that was a choice to not pigeonhole themselves into wasting more characters than they already did. Like use as like deep sense. cut of a character as you can, so that it's not like, damn, why did we waste? Not to say that they wasted Modok, but people feel like, oh, we should have got a Modok movie or something out of or this. Mo some more Mo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this movie had a very Star Wars vibe to it, if you ask me. That was um, their goal. That was yeah. what Peyton Reed. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, right down to like a cantina scene and, you know, modes of transport that are creatures and machine. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, it definitely had Star Warsy vibes to it. It's crazy how many things they referenced as inspiration for this film that just didn't come together cohesively like they referenced apocalypse now in yeah, the they fact did, that they don't they? Re reveal kang until more than halfway through the movie mm. we hear about kurtz all the time and then you see him and it's like oh shit right. how much more of this movie is there jokes on you it's seven hours long um but like with this they did this that was the goal it was like oh, we wanted it to be whispers until he appears that they did that yeah. That off. Yeah. That, that that aspect. It's like the Star Wars thing. Like they, yeah, it felt like Star Wars to me, but just didn't all weave together in this finely woven tapestry. Well, and and it's a it's a vague evil. It's very ambiguous. So like the Empire. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, you you feel like it's bad, but then when you see Darth Vader, you're like, oh oh, this is that this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but I'll, I found it. It did that thing where it's like we they, they hype up how powerful the uh, antagonist is. And then at the end, like when he like lets loose, really just shoots CGI at people from his hands. Uh, yeah, I have I have thoughts about that. I think that they could have done one thing that would have made all of that better. We'll get there. So, all right. Well, thank you for the background, Al. That uh, brings us to the production of the film. Um, it was directed once again by Peyton Reed, who directed the first two. Um, 
It was written by Jeff Loveness. Um, this is his only screenplay credit. Yes, his only screenplay oh, credit, and first. he's he's the only one. Who, he's the only name on this too. So usually we get like seven people on Marvel movies, but he's the only uh, credit for writing. Um, he's Rick and Morty. Yeah, he's that's a, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Rick and Morty. He he wrote for Jimmy Kimmel for a while too. Oh, okay. He's a staff writer. Yeah, but he he is a yeah he's a writer producer on Rick and Morty. Um, so then that's what I meant. It's like rather than saying it's his only movie, it's probably his first. Yeah. Yes. He, he probably has a career. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I um. So yeah, that's he comes from from a comedy sci-fi writing background. So obviously Rick and Morty, you can see how. The connection there. Um, start- In fact, it didn't occur to me until now. Excuse me. We've seen the Russo brothers do so many, but a Dan Harmon Marvel movie would not be like. I bet Ooh. he could have done a Modoc movie. Actually, yeah, yeah he could have. Wow. All right. So uh, our cast, we've got Paul Rudd back, Evangeline Lilly back, uh, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, let's see. Catherine Newton plays Cassie Lang, our third Cassie Lang. Uh, it's three. Wow. Yeah. It's it's weird that they recast her from Endgame, considering I'm not uh, sure why they recast Emma Furman. I mean, I don't think that Sarah Halley Finn cast her to play alongside Paul Rudd. I don't know if they anticipated mm. that being where the story would go. Mm. Like him and his daughter going on an adventure. Yeah. That's why I think that happened. And Catherine Newton's just really funny. So Yeah, Catherine Newton's great. She uh let's see, she got her start. She was a uh, oh, one of the kids in Bad Teacher, Paranormal Activity Four. Oh, she was in Lady Bird. Yeah. She was mm. in that's right. Three bo- billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, she must have been really young when that came out, right? Uh, was like it, was 10 years sa- ago. it was the same year as Lady Bird, actually, 2017. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no. What is time? Everything past the, the pandemic is no- nothing makes any sense anymore time-wise. Also, 2017 was six years ago. That still hurts my brain. None Oof. of this makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> she's going to be... Uh, Playing Lisa Frankenstein in the upcoming movie Lisa Frankenstein, which is yeah, a, it's an ad- adaptation of Lisa Frank, right? Um, like they're uh, using no, it's a hor- it's a horror comedy written by Diablo Cody. Yeah, but I okay, cool. Lisa Frank. Yeah, no, no, it's a play on Lisa Frank, absolutely. On the it is, it's not okay. a playoff of Frankenstein. It's like a playoff both. both. It's a both. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a playoff that. But, uh, Lisa Frank is from Tucson. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't Lisa Frank out. a Tucson native? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, so didn't then... something really bad happen to her too? Like, I don't know. She still lives here. My mom knew her casually, but that was like in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, her, she had the um, factory and warehouse on the south side of town. It closed down. Yeah, 
it's still but, it's, but it's still painted rainbow but it's never been updated and it's, so it's still it's sitting sad. there abandoned i see people yeah people occasionally talk about doing some like urban spelunking in there or something <laughs> yeah exploring it yeah um well let's see jonathan majors as kang the conqueror uh jonathan majors of course oh let's see he kind of like i guess the last black man in san francisco is kind of where he came into public consciousness or or maybe lovecraft country a little more so lovecraft country is where i first went like oh, oh that's where i first good. saw yeah yeah um let's see he's he was in creed 3 just la- this year um of course there's been some personal things that have happened recently that have put uh his future in i haven't film. been able to keep track of this one I'm not sure. I've There's heard been a lot of things. up and down, back and forth. At this point, I'm not really sure where we've landed on this. It seems like Disney is a little bit more comfortable putting him and his face and his name on things again. So, yeah. Um, what was the allegation? Uh, that he hit his girlfriend uh, Ooh, in a taxi cab. Um, but there are also claims taxi cab driver was a witness to her hitting him and him not hitting her so, so he's right i heard there was a complaint on both you know like they yeah. both filed charges against each other there's something about new york state where if there is a domestic violence incident somebody has to be charged so arizona has the same thing yeah yes. so that the police are not walking away from these incidents and leaving abusers and their victims together basically well not just charged but yeah exactly yeah, taken, they have to be taken, taken, arrested and, they can. And, yeah, yeah. They you can't arrested? say i'm sorry I think they both were. Yeah, I think I think she may have. Well, he might have been recently. the one arrested that night, but then, like I said, I, the follow up I read was that yeah, they I both think were charged last week or two battery that happened. Yeah, it's hard to keep track because it's you know who cares. So po- also, possibly it was a slap fight in a cab yeah. between a couple, but I don't know. I'm not defending this guy. I don't know what he's actually done. Yeah, but but it does seem that he is going to stay as Kang as of right now. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, if they let um, that one dude in. <laughs> the Flash? Yeah, the Flash, oh. exactly. Oh. How did you know? All I said was that one dude. Yeah, Ezra, because, That's, yeah, Ezra Miller. I mean, after that, well, it, it's yeah, crazy it's that that awful. didn't kill his career, but the Flash's <laughs> yeah. box office probably did. Yes, the fact yeah. that yeah. It, it came out already and didn't do well. Oh, it's the, it's the biggest flop like commercially Good. right it's the biggest uh, commercial flop in history yeah yeah and oh. it took 15 years to get there yeah well, yeah i know it was a big and decent people like michael keaton didn't deserve no that bullshit no he deserved that to be a triumphant return because he meant a lot to a lot of us but i can't stand that as a, yeah that can't back stand him, right oh can't yeah stand yeah yeah exactly um Let's see. Additionally, we've got uh, David uh, Dostmalchen as what was this character's name? Uh, Veb. <laughs> That's the guy with no holes. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, he's. Uh, Ooh, I love that. Yeah, uh, we saw him. <laughs> I love that character too. His voice. I thought it was somebody you know more well known. Yeah, David Dostmalchen. Uh, he was in The Dark Knight. 
He played Thomas Schiff. Um, he was in Ant Man one and two. He was. Oh, as as Kurt. And he's Polka Dot Man. Yes. Yeah. The suicide. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, he came back because they and I, uh, Ryan, you probably know because you watched that thing. They had to eliminate a lot of characters just to get to the quantum realm as fast that like Judy Greer yeah. and Bobby Cavanaugh are not. Yeah. In this. Yeah. The guys so yeah, Luis. Guys yeah. from Not having a Louis summation in this really felt wrong. Yeah, that, and the lack of Judy character. Greer. Yeah, also the lack of Judy two. Greer in anything feels wrong. Uh, for real, and, she should have at least I, been I a phone Bobby. call after jail. Yeah, like and Bobby Cannavale should have been there too. Like, yeah, because yeah, he's a cop. Yeah, no, no, they. You know, Judy Greer should have been Marion Ravenwood. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they talked about in the audio commentary trying to cut through anything that's a connection to San Francisco as quickly as possible mm. to to subvert the like, oh, we're going to spend some time on the top side world so that we could just get sucked into the quantum realm, literally. They, right, that's they right. Uh, real fast, yeah. 30 minutes. I actually noticed that, and I don't usually pay attention. I was like, wow, 30 minutes. We're already into the quantum world. Because if they had yeah. spent another 15 minutes on Judy Greer and Bobby Cannavale and... Yeah. Luis and what was it even that um 30 minutes it felt like 10 10 5 I don't know it was just like I think it, I think it was I looked up and that's when they got he, sucked in well there's the it's, so there's the opening of Kang and Janet yeah. and then there's his little but yeah 30 well yeah 30 even seems like a long time but yeah yeah they had to get to the quantum realm stat yeah, yeah, they did. They got there very Post fast. Taste. <laughs> um, so, all right. As Gentora, we have Katie O'Brien. Um, she's yeah, she's been in a bunch Mandalorian. of Mandalorian stuff. Oh, Mandalorian. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, let's see. We have, of course, <laughs> Bill Murray as Lord Krylar. Um, this is a man who showed up shot all of his morning scenes and then went to lunch and never came back. And they were like, all right, that, that's, that's what I, we got. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, really? Jeff Loveness Jeff Loveness said no, this about Bill really. Murray being on set. <laughs> Jeff know? Loveness was walking up to him, or not Jeff, Bill Murray was walking up to him and saying, hey, this joke that you wrote, switch these two words around. Hey, maybe uh-huh. put this in front of that. So it sounds like he spent not a ton of time necessarily, but like was like intimately involved with like conversations with people. So he, it did not sound like he showed up and punched in and punched out, which was what I thought that performance. I that performance felt like a punch in and punch out. But, you know, it's just getting Bill Murray to show up on set apparently is a feat in and of itself. So uh, it's true. And I'm not going to say a li- he's one of my heroes. So I don't mean to say a little goes a long way in the negative sense, but like. That was a nice garnishment of Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was fine. You know, yeah. it was good. It was good enough. Acting. And it he was, was being a dick also, like classic yeah. Bill Murray role. Yeah. Where he's just right. combative. And it was yeah. fun to see him and Michael Douglas kind of mm-hmm. rub against each other in that way. That was fun. It was a, it was actually closer to his character, Frank, in uh, Scrooge. Yeah. Than in yeah. some other, you know what I mean? Like, technically, no. <laughs> But in the ways that matter, yeah. <laughs> yeah I got big bankman oh, vibes from him, too. <laughs> yeah. That was good for her. Uh, 
Um, William Jackson Harper played uh, Quaz. That's the telepath. He's uh, best known as Cheedy from Good Cheedy. Place. Cheedy. Yeah. Um, he is great. I love. He's he's good in everything. And uh, of course, we got Corey Stoll back as Darren Cross, Modoc. <laughs> As Modoc. Um, oh, and a, a super, super brief Randall Park uh, cameo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Woo was yeah. there for a sec. Yeah. Uh, I, I was aware of that, but I missed it all the times that I watched it. Mm. Where, where was just Jimmy Woo? In the beginning uh, uh, the montage quick. where he's, where Scott's just like famous and happy. It's the welcome back montage. Yeah. They're having like brunch or breakfast together, and he does some and magic. There's, there's a yeah, couple like, across the way, and they like both smile for a picture together. But oh. you know, to let us know they're still in touch and, and friendly. Okay. No, no lines. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. It's while he's reading his. Um, this movie, the lack of uh, the ex-cons and the inclusion of David Dasmalkian makes me realize that they probably just didn't want to bring T.I. back because he has all kinds of controversy tied mm. to his name. Like, worse things than Jonathan Majors. I mean, not to say that that is acceptable. Allegedly. But, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> but, like, yeah, T.I. has all kinds of questionable shit. It, and it was happening around Ant-Man 2. So they were probably mm. like, how do we jettison this guy? Hmm. Yeah, and and not explain it because you don't want to waste any air on explaining why a character's not in a movie. You know, it's hmm. a huge waste of time. Um, some more cameos. Great, uh, Greg Turkington as uh, back as the Baskin Robbins store manager. Um, That's always fun. <laughs> the guy, yeah, always the guy asking for a picture of uh, a man with his dog is uh, was Mark e. Oliver Everett. Yeah, from the Eels. Eels yeah. His dad uh, is the father of the uh, many worlds, parallel universes concept, I guess, mm-hmm. in quantum physics. Yeah, Hugh Everett the third. Wait, who? Mark yeah, Hugh Oliver Everett. Everett's dad. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah. The band Eels, I guess. That's how. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, in oh. our post credits cameos, we've got Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Yeah. I didn't think of that as a cameo. That's more of an advertisement for Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but it was exciting, right? I don't know. Yeah. It was fun to see him in an old timey, you know, was Edwardian, I guess. More than yeah. yeah. I'm excited for the Victor Timely side of things. Yeah. Um, so. For, yeah. All of the gang. Yeah. I mean, so I'm down. So uh, <laughs> it was like I came out of some kind of closet there for a second. <laughs> I'm down and then quiet. He wants to see Kang. We, we accept you as you are, Josh. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Kangs and all. No judgments. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, uh, that's about it for the production. Um, it has 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is the lowest rated of across all website metrics it's the lowest rated mcu film uh, oh, it's still bad. weird to me yeah, yeah it, is. So it doesn't fair. deserve that it does yeah. not there's i thought worse. absolutely there's worse i <laughs> the it, dark world i, I don't care oh. for no dark world's terrible it's a terrible movie um i think this is better than thor ragnarok not ragnarok um sorry i take that back love and, love thunder. and thunder love and thunder 
Yeah, it, it, it didn't yeah. swing as hard for whatever it was doing, but it is it, true. It hit what it was swinging for better than that did. Yeah, it was more cemented in the Marvel universe. Uh, even though there were so many made-up situations and characters like Modok and Kang, you know that's like knee-deep type shit. Love and Thunder this... barely skip. You know, Gore was introduced, but. Eh. Yeah. Like, like plot. This feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Almost. Plot and beat wise, this was very much in your kind of like Marvel Amazon basic kind of movie. Yeah. Shit needs to be set up. Your your Marvel basic movie. Yeah. Yeah. It'll set up the Kang Dynasty. That's it. Um. So I have a few uh, letterbox reviews here. Pepe Rulibo writes. It took me 31 films, but I finally started to empathize with Martin Scorsese. Uh, two stars <laughs> for that one. Um, I think that's right, though. This is guilty of what Scorsese was saying. This is yeah. this is an example of that. It, it is an come in. Uh, like is popcorn movies. Like he oh. wasn't even giving them the credit of them being like they're not. It's not cinema. It doesn't oh, okay. elevate the craft. He said it's like I, going to a, a an amusement park ride. This had all the intention behind it to elevate and be more than what it was, and it just wound up being all these things that they put together. It just was a movie. Yeah. You know. Uh, Tom Broadhurst writes, "I haven't seen it, and I don't plan on it." Hashtag lol. Half a star. <laughs> Love how many people there are like that out there, <laughs> yeah. declaring what they're not going to do or what they don't and then like. Give it one star, just because. But also, it's like then, some yeah. some YouTube person said, like, "This is too woke," and they're like, "Oh, I need to go to the comment section and rate this thing." <laughs> part is, these people are even in another class, even on their own. They're not. It's not even about the woke thing or not. They they take the time to enter a conversation and be like, "I don't like that," or "I'm not going to see that." <laughs> it, it's like. Ordering food, like we've talked about it before. It's like I'm not gonna eat those. Well, it's like the all right. It's like it's like the <laughs> one star. Care. It's like the one star reviews on Amazon. It's like I didn't buy this one yeah. star. <laughs> right. But I don't Thanks like the for chiming in. It's like I can't believe we called on this guy. That's my, what you had to say. My favorite part is hashtag lol. So like he's like people that are searching for that hashtag need to hashtag find this. part of the lol movement. <laughs> yeah, what chaos that search must oh, bring. <laughs> Hashtag LOL. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to this. <laughs> it never ends. None of these are funny. What is happening? <laughs> uh, uh, Macy, I am name, writes, not fire. Half a star. You <laughs> going to start saying that. <laughs> not fire. Half star. I don't know. I just read that as very sad. Not fire. Uh, <laughs> he wanted it to, to be. Make, yeah. yeah. He's trying to make fire. M- movie fan 38 writes, one of the best naps I've ever had. Oh. <laughs> All right. That's this is, low key something I would. This movie is a good movie to put right. on in the background, I will say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it just like, CGI's all over you for an hour and a half. <laughs> It's yeah. good CGI, though. I think it was on twice yesterday here at my house. Yeah. I think it goes quickly. It doesn't seem like a long movie yeah. to me. Yeah. No, it doesn't feel long. Um, Orson writes, Broccoli Man carried this film. Five stars. 
<laughs> he did his part, let's say. Yeah. Um, then uh, Jenna Nelson writes, live, laugh, love, five stars. <laughs> uh, sorry, what's that screen name Hello, again? Jenna. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna T. Nelson. <laughs> Jenna T. Nelson. Like Craig T. Nelson? Yes. <laughs> Like she named herself after Craig T. Nelson? I guess so, yeah. Famous. Famous uh, football coach. Or it's Craig T. Nelson's daughter. <laughs> and he named her Craig or Jenna T. Nelson. Right. I love how with celebrities, like when the, it's he is the like T. Nelson basically becomes his last name as far as like the yeah. public is concerned. It's like Robert Downey Jr. Like his yeah. wife is like Sarah Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah. As if Junior were a part of yeah. the last name. Junior's not his last name. <laughs> uh, and then Gary Five <laughs> writes. <laughs> Disassemble Gary Five. I haven't seen a new Marvel in a movie while uh, Marvel movie in a while, but this one had ants. There were ants. Five out of five. Not wrong. True. <laughs> the chair recognizes Terry Five. So that's about. I love ants. Yeah. yeah. I, I like ants. I, I, I loved every time uh, Michael Douglas started talking about his love for ants because he's so genuine. That yeah. dude loves so aggressive. It's just like, I like yeah. ants. And yeah, I love that they had him be the reason why the ants are involved. He is the reason why ants are so important. Scott he's doesn't he's give a shit about man. ants. Hank doesn't, or uh, what's her name? That the daughter Hope doesn't care about ants. The mom doesn't care about ants. <laughs> Hank is the only one who cares about ants. Yeah. He's, really he's like the ants. dad who's in the Civil War battle site <laughs> yeah, on the vacation. Right? Nobody else wants to get out of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking of Hope, that's a character that had nothing to do in no. this movie. No. No, I didn't Worked yeah. up look good in her suit. Yeah. Worry about her mother and feel what? feel like abandoned still by her mother, I guess. I don't even fucking know. No, uh, resentful. Go ahead, Serena, please. Oh, I, say, I don't even understand the relationship between her and um, Yeah. Like, are they friends? Are they besties? No, they are lovers. Are they lovers? Couple. They're lovers. They are? They are a couple. Yeah. Uh, something that is barely <laughs> not in this film. Interspecies breeding. <laughs> not one vessel, nothing. They never even, yeah. like, there was that one scene where they were up on the tower and they were just, like, watching. They were cuddling. But I was like, are they? Yeah, they are embrace they, Are they brother and sister? Yeah, I. This movie has her. <laughs> character name in the title and Evan. she yeah oh it's just crazy how little she, saves she had him a to couple do times, Skinner, but... which is awesome <laughs> yeah. but like she just shows up like out of the blue to save him every time and it's just like right what? and her, shows her up... emotional conflict is that her mom didn't tell her about Kang yeah. but yeah. you know what I don't know if I would have you know what yeah. at Thanksgiving or something like by the way I help. Like, I, how do you even? I help time traveling Hitler build his army back up again. Yeah. Well, on and accident. I trapped him. But trapped uh, yeah. him also, the, okay. Well, I mean that 
bring all right. So just right off the yeah, top, yeah. <laughs> bring bringing up the fact that she doesn't want anything to do with the quantum realm. At the end of Ant Man and the Wasp, she was quantum realming all over the place with the others. Yeah, they were going to collect jars of goo from the quantum realm or jars of energy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Anyways, um, we are we ready to jump into the movie, everyone? Yes, for sure. All right. Here we go. This Let's is. Drink the ooze. This is Ant Man. Drink the ooze. <laughs> this is Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. We open with Janet. <laughs> Damn it, Janet. You're trapped in the quantum so realm. <laughs> I said that to myself. Uh, she's trapped in the quantum realm. Kang crashes. They meet. And we cut to uh, welcome back Cotter. The voice. So, are, those, are those robots fighting Kang and Janet? No, those were just sorry. quantum sorry. things. Yeah. Oh, robots quantum fighting creatures. Kang, oh. and Kang and Janet. I'm with you. I'm with um, you. Didn't take me too long. This scene, uh, they were like, we wanted this to be like unforgiven. You know how Clint Eastwood is just living out there by himself. And I was like, uh, you failed. You failed to make me yeah. think about unforgiven. Yeah, I didn't okay. think that at all. Yeah. It was it was weird yeah, to have that like that opening little, you know, tag at the beginning. And that was there, like, yeah, this is the set piece of that. And I was like, her her quantum ranch home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she lives in a particle. And I was like, okay. Fail. Right, right off the bat. She has horse slugs. <laughs> she does. She does. <laughs> and they she knows them, how to use them. They called them a snorse because it's half snail, oh. half horse. Mm. <laughs> Fuck that. I um I feel like the a lot of the concepts of a lot of the not aliens, the quantum people and uh the weirdness was a lot better in concept than in execution. Like it, it gave me. Yeah, that's fair. It gave me half baked. See, it gave me prequel vibes as far as like how it looked. So they asked their entire creative team to go through and find things that they did not think would make it into projects. And we will put it in this movie. Was basically, other Marvel project. Really? Well, or just, or just into anything. Really, like you got stuff in your in your in your like uh, your portfolio that you think will you know never see the light of day, and you want it to be in a movie. Bring it to us, and we might put it in the movie. And they they literally turned away no ideas. Hmm. So it's that Key and Peele sketch. That's in, it's the, in movie. the movie. Like Gremlin, Gremlins too. Yeah. He's made which, of vegetables. That's insane. It's in the movie. Which honestly, I think it's cool that that was the concept behind it. But yeah, just the execution of it didn't come together. The execution, well, I, I feel like the execution of this film is a solid C. Oh, yeah. It is middling at best. It's strange to have a throw everything at the wall attitude when you're dealing with Marvel with such a rich universe and character base. And, you know, yeah. it's odd to just be like, wow, let's see what sticks. Well, and there's, like, an there's already shit. These, these characters, because it's like we want everything to be unique. But they're also representative of populations in the quantum realm that yeah. Kang has eviscerated. But there's not enough people to feel like there's collective groups of these people that remain. Every single one of them is the sole survivor of the group they're from, which yeah. is frustrating to me. That is, or like, or like the I last was just six <laughs> of them. You know, like there yeah. should be. 
groups of 50 or 60 people where it's like, I got to go back to my other light up head people and tell them what well, we just discussed. It stuck out with me as at, in a scene later on with Cassie um, where with the, the head of the rebellion, like he took everything. He took all of our homes from us. Says it so matter of factly as if Cassie is supposed to know they're refugees. It's like, how do I know this isn't how you already live yeah so yeah they are implying that there are social classes and perhaps for lack of a better word ethnic classes and stuff because like to scott and cassie it's like how do i know this is you looking oppressed <laughs> yeah you know i Weird. just drank a guy and now i understand you like right how do i know this is not every day <laughs> I yeah i think i think that they could have really done more with the refugee thing to make these characters make sense as background characters and why they're kind of throw them at the wall kind of characters, but they didn't. I, I understand why they had to do it, but also it's a little frustrating that some of the people are just kind of humans <laughs> that are there. And I'll accept that. Like Krylar, like, like, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I have a human penis. If that's what you're asking, like that's funny to me. And you know, that's like a comic book thing where it's like, Oh okay, yeah, these characters are all kissing each other. So yeah, it must work, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Man. All right. So we, we get the uh, voiceover by Scott uh, as a montage. He's famous. He's happy. He wrote a book. He's given a reading. He apparently read the whole book because he's at the end. Um, <laughs> that would take well, so funny, long. Yeah. What's funny is that he you keep thinking it's the last line of the book. Like, watch out for the little guy. And when you're out there, da, 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 da. <laughs> like, just he's so verbose. He the book thing it. is one of my favorite bits in this whole movie, though, and it pays off so well with Hank. Like, I I like that the book was how we got to Scott. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I was rewatching Ms. Marvel recently, and they they have a quick scene where she listens to his podcast, like uh, small talk, little talk, or yeah. whatever. So. It puts out there that Scott Lang really has been cashing in or, you know, I mean, not in would, a, not in a bad way, but yeah, yeah he would definitely. be, he would be, I mean, yeah, why not? He saved the universe Yeah, or half of it. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. There's like, if he hadn't gone into giant man mode when the Avengers campus blew up a lot of, Oh yeah. Well that, That's but true. also he was the he one did more than participated. Also, he's the one that like came to them with the like, That's true. idea. <laughs> Rambling about time travel. The yeah. time heist. Yeah. yeah, that was him. So, um, all right. Uh, he gets a call from the cops. His daughter Cassie's in jail for, uh, I don't know, shrinking a car or protesting or something. Refugees, man. This Okay, this is the thing that drives me fucking nuts about this movie. There are so many opportunities for this movie to go woke go broke whatever whatever i don't give a shit i love that shit <laughs> give me more female centric movies we, we were just rambling about barbie before this started but uh there are refugees from the snap in san francisco and she gets arrested from helping them mm -hmm. i don't need to see that necessarily but like that's not really connected to what's happening in the quantum realm well no. she's like these people need our help dad that's as connected as it gets like there's no we don't see the world from those people's perspective. Well, you I, know? I mean, Cassie's only character, uh, uh, the, the only character she has is that she wants to help people. Help. 
That's the yeah. only character like yeah. thing Great she has. Quality. Trait. Thank you, Al. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are blip babies. I don't how to how to put it. Blip babies. Yeah. Like it's weird because they. I guess they illustrated it better with Spider Man, but. There's not a clear generational divide in the Marvel Universe because there was this you were either missing or you aged and everybody else came back the age you were, you know, so I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to say, but blip it like so she well, she so she didn't blip. It's heavily implied that her mother and Bobby Cannavale also were blipped. Hmm. At oh, least that's wow. that's kind of Loveness, uh, what's his name? We're kind of like, yeah, she spent those five years alone. Oh, uh, see, that's, and I'm like, that's right. That's rough. And I wish that that had been more clear. I thought it was in this. Was like fighting or something, but it was yeah. Blip that, mm. that she or she like, just okay to, I'm used to being on my own or taking care of myself. Yeah, like her mom wasn't around. I I wish that that had been more show us i wish that had been well a little more telling explicit us. because then that would yeah. she could have been that could have done a lot for her character like she, like i'm used to taking care of myself i'm very capable i know what to do like and yeah. have her character arc come into being i love being with my father wow this is so much better than being alone or whatever mm-hmm. that would have been good know. good good story yeah. guys yeah. <laughs> but like that and the refugee thing like they're too they're right there. You put yeah. them in your movie. You didn't do right. anything with them. Honestly, I didn't even get the refugee thing until you guys are speaking about it right now. Yeah. Just the, the fact yeah. that they, but they were breaking up homeless yeah. camps. Yeah. And until you guys started talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. There should only be like this amount of people. I didn't, that didn't yeah. even, I didn't consider that. But that's and like science fiction should reflect the time that it's in. And oh, yeah. Worldwide refugee crisis for the past 20 years that plus. Good. You know? But then at the good same idea. time, at the same time, all the like haters couldn't haters couldn't get away with saying Antifa or any of that bullshit because it was the blip. They're homeless because of the blip, this specific thing that happened in the Marvel yeah. universe. And they developed two different points of view. People who saw everyone blip and be gone for five years and come back, and the people that were just gone. Mm-hmm. This and was there's probably- no affordable housing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's yeah. probably uh, empty houses everywhere still. Capitalism. Uh, this yeah. yeah. Well, we went, we apparently let the world get into some disarray in those five years. We see it, you know, yeah, the, in New the, York Harbor when Captain America has his, you know. That I think people. I think this is the last. Garbage. This is the last opportunity that they that Marvel had to really explore that without it feeling forced. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they chose to go straight to the quantum realm and not do that. I'm not That's sure they ever really explored it well at all i mean i guess falcon and the winter soldier is did it the most but yeah that was also yeah. just so we can yeah, have they're a doing it now with fury wandavision so we get a little bit of it too it's, it's they they mostly use it so we can have you know our our multi-racial uh terrorist groups that want to blow up <laughs> random vans because of things the blip did yeah um so, all right. So, anyways, uh, Cassie and Scott, we learned they have a strange relationship. They go to dinner at Hank and Janet's house. They make a little pizza big. And then we learn Cassie's been doing secret quantum experiments, unbeknownst so, to Scott. Do they all live in Hank's house? 
I don't. I got the feeling they were going there to visit or something. I don't know. Like, I don't need to know their living situation, but Scott spent two movies trying to be able to have his daughter stay with him. Mm -hmm. And we get no resolution of that. Not that I like, think it's, we've seen yeah. Hank's house because he's shrunk it and taken it. He took it to the beach, yeah. which that's always, I've always had a problem. Like, does the plumbing <laughs> and electricity and everything right? just magically attach wherever he, you make it grow? He just shrunk, shrunk a little thing that shrinks the poop. Into a tiny. Yeah. He shrinks the poop. <laughs> he shrinks the <laughs> having to throw a little disc on your fucking turn every time. No, but uh, he's also a rainwater harvester. That's true. And ants. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, ants. You can apply ants to almost anything. I got the idea it was Hank and Janet's place, and that he has a lab in the basement where Casey gets to or Cassie gets to fuck around without yeah. anyone seeing her. Right. So but, I, but, I think but, it was yeah. dinner time. I think it was dinner at. Grandpa Hanks. It was, but like that's. I, but, but do 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 Scott and Hope live there with them? I don't yeah. think so. That was my point. I think it was Hank and Jen. Uh, I think it seemed like Hope was helping Cassie with the, the, the ant science the projects. Yeah. yeah. Um. The the projects. So she probably like because she was aware of what was going on in the basement. If Scott lived there, he would have been more aware that. I would uh, think so. Cassie spending a lot of time in the basement. Yeah. Uh -huh. So um, Cassie shows them her quantum experiment. Janet freaks out because this one's bad, unlike the ones they were doing at the end of the previous movie. Uh, but before uh, we are, we're also introduced to Hank's uh, techno ants. Yes, yes, techno ants. <laughs> we are not ants. We are Devo. <laughs> um, but before they can shut it down, they all get sucked into the quantum realm, and so do some of the ants. And they all get sucked into the exposition machine. Yeah. I think every ant got sucked in. The whole, Everything, yeah, the whole thing. The whole farm, yeah. Yeah. And broke every ant. I had a problem with the way uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character was just like freaking out in the beginning. Like it wasn't until I watched the whole thing and I'm like, okay, that's why she's freaking out. But it was just kind of like over the top freaking out, I thought. And I was like, what the? Bring it down a notch, Michelle Pfeiffer. But then I get because she was like, "Yeah, but it was a quick thing. turnaround." You're right because she was like, like, "Oh, this is impressive." Oh no, it's suddenly not now yeah. that I heard the rest then of like, it. Turn it, off, turn it off. Yeah, but it does. It just drives me nuts that they that this wasn't something that they thought of previously right? to set up for her like, character in any way. But I guess they didn't know yeah. about yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they definitely did not know at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. At yeah. all for all this time. She yeah. just kept well, quiet, just not saying anything. And uh, like she, he's Voldemort she's, or some. She's not involved with the science in the house at all. Like, yeah, what is she doing? Grandpa time? Hank. Grandpa Hank was helping Cassie. What is Janet doing? She's all keeping secret. <laughs> it's a full time Dear job. Diary. I mean, like literally. Dear that's, diary. <laughs> that's the only action that Janet has done since the blip was returned. Is she has just been keeping the secret? That's the only yeah. thing that we can attribute to her. Well, I mean, she's also been watching Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> that changes a woman. I've been. Told. I mean, who hasn't been watching Yellowstone? <laughs> Shield. Um, I've yeah. seen it. I don't know. I don't she's know, like, yeah. She's like, I've look, I did, things. I did some weird shit down there. <laughs> I did it with <laughs> Bill Murray. 
Apparently it's human enough. So, all right. Um, In the quantum realm, Scott and Cassie get separated from Hope, Janet, and Hank. Cassie and Scott get captured by some freedom fighters. Janet, Hope, and Hank meet some old friends that give her a flying stingray. Uh, They go to a city where they meet Bill Murray, Lord Krylar. The wait, the dirt scene. It's super inspired by heavy metal, obviously, like mm. the flying yeah. trilobites and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard about a movie set uh, mix-up. So there's a lot of dirt, and they're in the volume or wherever, obviously. Yeah. Um, they didn't get dirt delivered. <laughs> whoever whoever had the order for dirt filled the entire soundstage with manure. Oh, yeah. No. So they showed That's up for like right. a three day shoot and it just was full of shit. Jesus. That doesn't yeah. sound, I mean, sand. I don't know. Like, like how can that be an accident? How do you mix That's those right? things up? How do you think, like, that oh, they're going to want, huh? want horse shit for this movie? How does well, the, the manure show up and no one say, no, no, don't put that in the, here? No, how do you, how do you stand there? Movie. As an actor, and you're not even wearing a costume because that's going to be animated. Mm-hmm. You're not even in front of a set because that's going to be animated. You're not even talking to a person because that's going to be animated. But the real thing in the room is the shit. <laughs> right. I would yeah. just be like, we couldn't animate no. the dirt. <laughs> We're animating everything, everything else, else. But here I am standing in dirt in a green mocap suit. Yeah, like... <laughs> Come. I would I would be like, I need the head of a production uh, assistant now. Yeah. I need my agent. Like, I <laughs> that's, that's when Christian Bale gets to yell. Yeah. <laughs> I produced <laughs> one over I produced one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Somebody get the shit out of here. <laughs> Michael Douglas, you're right. Wow. I want an Oscar for one flew over the cuckoo's nest. No. No, I'm not standing in shit when we don't yeah. have to stand in shit. Yeah. If we had to, okay. There is there there is an awful lot of uh of CGI helmets being taken off and put back on constantly <laughs> throughout this. Throughout, be like, I, I'm gonna, there was there were iterations of this movie where everybody was wearing a helmet throughout the whole thing. Mm. Which uh, I'm so glad that did not happen. No, it would have been crazy. That would have. I don't crazy. care how people breathe in the quantum realm. We didn't explain anything else. Why yeah. was that even enough? Yeah, no, that, that, somebody's head. I mean, to be fair, they are definitely smaller than oxygen, <laughs> like atoms at this yeah. point. Particles, yeah, or atoms, yeah. They did that when in I, Avatar. They had helmets on, and um, I, I think Avatar is CG. I think this movie had way better CG than Avatar. But in it, they're wearing <laughs> the helmets, and they're in the water, and you're just like, where are the water? So yeah, helmets would be bad because it just brings on more stuff that you're just like, wait a second, where's the the reflection off the helmet, or why isn't there like watermarks or splashing? Yeah. Right. Bad. That's bad. True. Yeah. Ha- having a thing between your actor's face and the camera too. Like, yeah. You, you could do that for a while, but like damn, the art. whole time. I used yeah. to joke about it because you know huh. you, you, the joke used to be like you can't you have to show Robert Downey Jr.'s face you know you're paying millions of dollars you got to show his face, but now with the the striking and the AI and everything now I I totally am like no they can't get away with just having a helmet 
for two hours no. because that means no. they didn't have to have a fucking actor there. Yeah, you know what I, like pa- I used to Pedro think that Pascal. was silly, but now it's just like, no, the fuck true. that. Mm-hmm. They need to show me that's Paul Rudd because Bob Iger's pulling fast ones yeah, on us. It, well, if you if you go too long without seeing their face, you start to question. Yeah, they even show up to work. Mm-hmm. Right, that's exactly it's like, it. like the Mandalorian. Like <laughs> it's. He has to in his contract, he has to be in the suit a certain amount of time for him to get credit as an actor and not a voice actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, and they were pushing to, to have him not be in the suit as much this last season too. And he was like, no, I think I need to do that. I need to be in the suit. Yeah. Otherwise, am I even in this? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, uh, they go to the city, they meet Lord Krylar who used to be nice and now is bad. Uh, and they there's they got to get in a fight. Then they steal his ship and escape. This bar is supposed to be a high-end restaurant, mm-hmm. like a restaurant at the end of the uh, universe. Ah. That was the inspiration for this. Okay. Did not work. It no. did not feel like that. No, it didn't at all. It like felt like a, yeah, it felt a, like yeah. a hole, like Gantana's, a cave restaurant. Yeah, you know, it didn't feel clean. Like, I didn't want to eat. Just a bunch of aliens in a room. Yeah, had a good view. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing. Like, it's supposed to be the best view in the quantum realm was what they were. And I was like, I I don't know. Everything looks cool. Everything looks the same at a certain point. Yeah, everything looks the same. I think part of the problem is that the design of the quantum realm itself is so, like, amorphous and blobby and... Yes. CGI that it's like it just doesn't feel like anything. It doesn't right. feel is, like they're anywhere. Is it, is it supposed to be chaotic or is there actually a civilized society, societal structure where you know this is a high end restaurant? What's a low end restaurant? Yeah. What the fuck? Like, like your buildings aren't alive. Like uh, things just split off into other things. Giant paramecium. I, like uh, I wish that. So we is had it s- that or is it like? Kang took over, and it's been now there are warlords that have divvied up the quantum realm, and like they didn't show us well enough that Kang was bringing order into the chaos of the quantum realm. Like Mm -hmm. there should have been some like place in the distance where he is like stitching it together to be cohesive or something, some visual. But they implied that things were better before him. Yeah. So, yeah. so well, bringing and, the order seems to have the opposite effect, I guess, because they used to have restaurants that weren't just for pricks. <laughs> well, I mean, you know I think I mean? it's like, like how like the, the, society. The, the empire brought order in Star Wars, you know. But oh, right, yeah. I had that vibe with the Sith stormtroopers and these weird quantum soldiers. So, so this is the thing: the quantum soldiers are the opportunity to do that. A to do what? Are these yeah. robots? These quantum soldiers are they robots? You know, I, I don't think they, so because the one says they, he'll die first. Yeah, they yes. speak is yeah, and they have personalities and stuff. I would have liked to see Kang rather than vaporize people, just automatically turn them into Kang bots. Mm. If he had just mm. been turning the army against each other and turning them into robots, that would have been like, oh, holy crap! He can just turn you into a mindless like the, <laughs> the Winkies and the Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> That's that, that would have made some more sense than just where did this army of people i guess i guess i think the whole thing like every aspect of this movie just feels kind of half baked 
Yeah, it's it's it, this. This needed more than one writer. Well, I I hate saying that out loud. This needed another guy who didn't work on Rick and Morty. Like you know? so, it makes sense that if Kang is trapped in the quantum realm, that he would try to take dominion over any of the living things that are in the quantum realm. That yeah. makes perfect sense. But there's an undercurrent that they're not getting to that, like I said, implies that there's a society and politics and morals and ethics where. We had always thought it was just like tardigrades that will eat you yeah, and things yeah. that split off into other stuff. But apparently there's a societal structure that Kang interrupted by being stuck there. Mm-hmm. And that's wild, weird. Wildly yeah. diverse. Wildly diverse. Yeah. And also, like, if there was a societal structure, why was Michelle Pfeiffer living alone, like, off in a corner? <laughs> yeah. Like, she's Clint Eastwood, like uh, yeah. Brian yeah. was saying. But yeah, excellent point. And everybody knows her because she was a, a freedom fighter before Kang. No, after Kang. After. Kang's the one that she had yeah. to fight after for the freedom. Kang? Because, but like, she, I guess she just never hung out with anybody before Kang. Kang. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, Very they odd. knew her though. People knew her, so maybe they just heard of her. Yeah, she was infamous. Yeah, for like freedom fighting a, Kang. Yeah, for yeah, like I'm oh, desperado. And then, and then leaving also. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, because yeah. it was her fault in a sense because she left and left him. She all trapped him crazy down there. Power yeah. hungry. Although he normally is power hungry, he's a conqueror. Yeah. Yep. Something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, is it, is it really her fault? <laughs> yeah, Why are it... they mad at her? <laughs> yeah, it was like her relationship to Tony Montana. She knew that something was going to go very bad. <laughs> yeah. So okay, this is a so Scarface that's... remake, right? <laughs> That's a question that I have too about the relationship with Tony Montana thing. Were her and <laughs> uh, like, a, were they like romantic? Oh, or were I, they just? Were they coworkers? Were they just like sharing a project? I didn't get that. Honestly, a project. I don't. I don't need. Jim I don't to, think they're romantic. I believe they're like, close though. Yeah, it would have been so much better for her to have had a romantic relationship and then realize the guy that she was like, he's really smart and he's funny and he saved me. Oh shit, he's evil and trying to conquer the universe instead of Krylar. Or yeah. plus Krylar. Plus Krylar. <laughs> yeah. Independent yeah. woman. Like, yeah, she doesn't know who she like, wants. He was just her friend. Like that's so thin and they, weak. Well, me. yeah, their like, their bond was that they were both trapped there. Yeah, with, they had a with, mutual with a, goal. Like, with a vast Which and varied is, population with many different <laughs> civilizations. But but like never have <laughs> I ever had a moment where i'm like i want these two characters to be romantically entangled because they're the only two humans in the quantum realm it kind of felt they like share they were. a trauma bond but like they were they just are, kind yeah. of friends i guess he's she's, he's he the first me as my friend he's the first person that she's seen like but yeah what about all the she, other people that live there that i know I, uh, I know like but the, yeah, uh, you know they they say that explicitly. It's just also, like she's just been sitting on her ranch home, didn't even realize that there were other people out there. <laughs> oh my um, god! Jonathan Majors crashes. <laughs> you can Jonathan god. Majors. You can take the girl off the farm, but I, I'm gonna fall in love with him too. Look at that man; he's a beautiful man. Like they've seen Gay Perry. Like she's a good-looking woman. I, it just is wild to me that that was not a thing that they were like. We should we should write this or at least lean into that. Because it makes way more sense for her to be conflicted about it, you know, instead of the guy I helped. Yeah, I feel out to like be that evil. would have muddled things, and up I blew up a thing. It it is like, kind of weird, especially because it was a prologue. Yeah, but but it is kind of weird that neither of them went 
anywhere and found any other people living in the quantum realm. They both were like, I guess it's all just like this, this one little spot that we stayed at. The good thing we have some snorses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before then, Dr. Seuss was the conqueror. So you ride around the farm and go like one inch. <laughs> yes, that's that's a, yeah, that's all enough for today. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to like see more. Their conversations later on in the movie could have used more something between them. Instead no. of, what did you see when you touched my boat? That's it. <laughs> also, that's what a, did you see? I want to know what you saw when you touched my boat. Also, that's I've a, been wondering about that for years. That that's a weird feature for a ship to have. Yeah, that seems a little. Uh, oh, that's been done in Marvel before. The the mechan the Neuralink type shit. I yeah. Uh, it I mean, just that's seems how Tony like talks wa- to his suits, I guess. It seems oh, like- I'm not saying it's not ridiculous, but yeah. yeah. If yeah. you're the conqueror, you want to turn that off before she touches yeah. you. You want that to be password <laughs> protected, I guess. Like, sure. Other yeah. people can, yeah. you can adjust you can the windows in the music, but you cannot see where I've been driving If you can turn your car. passenger's airbag off, you should be able to do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Scott and Cassie, meanwhile, are told by Gentora that Janet's involvement with Kang is why he rose to power. Uh, they get attacked by Kang's forces, led by Modok, who is revealed to be Darren from the first movie. And I do like that um, it was Bill Murray that said mechanized organism design. It was cool that it was him that said it for the yeah. first time. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, Modoc's the one that got Cassie's message when she was broadcasting into the quantum realm. He captures them and takes them to Kang. Uh, my only problem, sorry, I'll make it quick. My only problem with Modoc is is that it looked as though it was a face projected on a screen rather than three dimensional face, which is what Modoc is. They could have just been Corey Soul's face, but instead it looked like it was a flat screen. Yeah. Well, you know, it was curved, but a flat screen with a face projected. And it was weirdly yeah. distorted, his face, too. He looked a lot like yes. George Lopez in freaking Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Right. Yes, yes. Where they could have just made him a face. I don't know. Yeah. That was all. I'm, I'm slinking back now. That's a purist thing. Because as someone who doesn't know um, his character before this, I thought it looked cool. But as oh, you know, well, his character, all right. yeah. Look like a screen because that's what I thought. Actually, I thought that's what it was supposed to be. It was like a screen that just kind of. Oh, I think it was. Yeah, I think that's the choice that they were, they're making. Mm. That was my only little because I, I like Modoc. I liked but, the, the mask. Yeah. The evil yeah, that mask. Good. The mask yeah. that comes down is yeah. They yeah. did that well. Yeah. Uh, aboard Krylar's ship, Janet tells Cassie and Hank all about her backstory with Kang. Um. We get the flashback where they're on the ranch dreaming of being someplace where there's other sentient beings, not realizing <laughs> they live just right over the hill. Oh, seldom is her. Uh, yeah. Uh, then she sees Kang as the conqueror through the the psychic spaceship. And then uh, Janet uses pin particles to make his power core really big. Relatively, really big to them there. <laughs> yeah, the whole uh, when like, size. when 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 Scott becomes giant, I can never stop thinking. Well, he's still really tiny. 
What is like, I guess it's in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah I guess it's relative, but he shrunk down so s- small that getting that much bigger shouldn't be. It, it gets weird at a point, a where, point where it's like, is it just shrinking and growing or do you enter some sort of thing where relative of everything else, you are now normal size. So then he does become right. big. Like, how does that work? And now there's a top and a bottom. You know, in the first, like, you were just sort of floating in the quantum realm. Yeah. Now now there's a horizon and a sky and the ground, and it's very... Well, she does say that you passing through the, like, veil or whatever, mm. there was a word, or the membrane. Oh, like, yeah, you're right. That there's different so, levels. Because, yeah, she wasn't in the quantum realm, like, inside it. <laughs> <They're> in <Scott. laughs> She's They're in like, I've never been when, to Prague, been to Prague. <laughs> yeah. Or when, when Hank rescued her, she wasn't inside the quantum realm. She was on the, like, the threshold above it. She was on the, like, balcony. Yeah, because Hank asked, why haven't I seen this before? Because they yeah. didn't put that in That's there, like, right. Well, then how'd she get out of that part of the quantum realm into the other part <laughs> of the quantum realm? <laughs> yeah. If she got that far, how did, why didn't she just go the rest of the way? I, look, I don't know how she got out, but there was a layover in Dallas Fort Worth. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she 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 was trying to fly from uh, Tucson to L.A., but she had to stop at Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, <laughs> out of two hours. Place. Yeah, yeah. After uh, stopping in L.A. So, um, let's see. Yeah, then the Scott and Cassie get taken to Kang who demands that Scott helps him get his power core back or else he'll kill Cassie. Scott reluctantly agrees. He gets taken to the core and then out of nowhere, for some reason, suddenly he can talk to hope on the radio again. We get the, we get the, the Kang. Have I killed you before? Yeah. Conversation. Uh, Are you the one? He says he's an Avenger. She's like, Oh, you're not the one with the hammer. Yeah, that's interesting to say. Yeah. But, Just, uh, yeah. but yeah, the have I killed you before? Um, how many Avengers has he killed? But also obviously point? enough that he has forgotten what they look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that's who all they are. Yes. But, but yeah. yeah, no. So that's truly a dangerous individual. But also, why would Scott know that? He knows he's, the variants don't have the memories of the other variants. Right. So how would he know what? How would, how would, when he says, have I killed you before? Scott would never, Scott wouldn't know. He'd be dead. Yeah. Oh, right. Of course. Well, yeah. And that's that, why it's a mocking villain kind of thing. Yeah. It would have been it's interesting though oh. for that to be <laughs> a, for that to be a thing. There's not a, another Scott or something like I've never killed an Ant-Man before. You're not Hank Pym. Who are you? Well, like something like that would have been interesting. That's also pigeonholing them into the future or whatever. But yeah. yeah. Well, how many different million things did Doctor Strange see? You know, as far as how Endgame would end up. Yeah. Like how many? Million. Well, yeah, and how many of those would have involved Kang or He Who Remains or some variant? Yeah, yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're going to retcon that. They're they are not going to show us Thanos and Kang together, but they're going to have to reference it. I, I think they will show us. I don't know Thanos if they're not going to show us. They may show I think us. That well, maybe they Roland will. Again. And I okay, think that he's going, to, he's going to pass time right through him like he did in the comics. And mm-hmm. we're going to watch Thanos die and be like, oh, oh, he's bad. That's true. We saw him again in Multiverse of Madness. He didn't speak, but I didn't think we'd yeah. see him again. Yeah. Same. I, I think yeah. it's very possible that, that Thanos 
d- tries to fight Kang. <laughs> like, man, like I'd love to see him team up with the Avengers. Honestly, that'd be incredible. That's the best Thanos stories are oftentimes him being the reluctant, like, all right, all right, all right. I guess I got to do this so I can do evil again. Mm-hmm. And Kang is obviously above the six singularities. The Infinity Zones don't seem like they would benefit or harm Kang. No. In and, one way or another. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, Scott gets taken to the core. Um, he shrinks down and goes inside and then he gets split into a bunch of different Scots. This is the coolest part of the movie to me. Definitely. This concept is cool. <laughs> the probability field, probability storm thing is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And getting them to have a hive mind. Mm-hmm. Like Scott's like, you know, he gets them to work together. So Zarina, normally Al is our science expert. Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> is this how it works? How, like, how accurate are... is this in your experience when you get shrunk down? <laughs> huh. yeah. Just nice to have a refreshing new take. Well, like you guys were talking about um who is the 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 son of the uh the guy who did the Hewitt? multi the eels Hewitt, yeah. guy. Like, yeah. The, yeah. So yeah. they they say that that's true and that's why they're doing um experiments separating particles to see if they have um entanglement and they're finding mm. out that there's some sort of entanglement somehow so and that would have to go through something so who knows yeah. i don't know al what do you think i mean th- theoretically it's true theoretically um i think i might have missed what the question was I, what I, we were talking about when you I get shrunk was, down that, and there's a lot of you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah. or, or the probability storm all thing. the probabilities existing at once that's uh, I guess that's the closest I was just being a smart ass in general but then I guess if I boil it down yeah like a, yeah, the quantum science behind every probability existing at once in one space instead of the multiverse or different dimensions but like again I was just being my, my new uh, question is this is ex- an example of uh there being uh uh i don't know a hundred schrodinger's cat instead of just two mm-hmm. one's alive one's dead um it's just like one one wants oh, right. chocolate yeah. and one wants vanilla uh so they split off um and then two different yeah well and they weren't real but no. they were real they were tangible physical objects, but the moment that they all shared whatever agreeable concept, they disappeared. They right. became. I that to me that was really cool. Part of it's like the observer aspect of it was interesting. That's too, but, uh, a case of the probability field collapsing when yeah. they uh, when they all became one again. The the yeah. probability field collapsed. I see. I did like the characterization of Modoc in that moment. What? How is this happening? Like he's so mm. confused that like the power of oh, love yeah. can connect to <laughs> you or whatever. Yeah. So my 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 follow up science question is: Is quantum the new nano? <laughs> yeah, just the the catch all. Yeah. Yes. Or gamma. Yeah. Oh, this is a great time to ask the question: uh, What is quantum mania? Is it a thing? Well, does it, not it, w- exist? it was yeah. a tour in the late 70s yeah. that tried to recreate the spirit of, of the, the, original of the original quantum mania. of the original quantums. Yeah. They were four lads from Liverpool. Yeah, that's where it started. 
um, the quantum mania. I think the mania is, yeah, how crazy. There's so many different Antmans. Yeah, I mean, they definitely wanted this to be like like crazy. Like, yeah. they, they promised a lot with the titles they revealed that they did not deliver upon, both in the multiverse of madness and quantum mania. I don't yeah. feel like either of those films lived up to their titles. They they were cool names. It's like being in a band with a cool name. But and this bad movie songs. should have been more Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, and less, and less Star Wars. Yes, I would have loved it to be so Buckaroo Banzai. Because you had Bill Murray there in a wacky, you know, hairdo and all these different kinds of care. But again, it, it had that like socio political thing going on that kept it from being as wacky. Like his Chidi's character, I love that one. Uh, you know, yeah, he can read fun. everyone's thoughts and how disgusted he is. It was like the last movie with the dude who could smell everything. That was his super. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Every, the world's covered in urine. Like that's a funny joke to do. Dude, but, please stop thinking that. Yeah, please yeah, stop that. thinking that. Please stop thinking that. <laughs> and so it's wacky. The guy with the holes, and then it's immediately like, I fought my whole life. Like the one chick was very Gamora. Like she's seen some shit. Yeah. She's over it. I'm going to kill everyone with my melty stick. I'm done. I'm just fucking done. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, yeah, her character to me seemed kind of like negligible. I didn't really yeah. get into yeah. her. And I like her as an actress. I mean, she does, right? But meh. Right. Yeah, no, no. She had no characterization. Own... She's just like, no. I'm just the leader of the rebels. That's her only characterization. I mean, she didn't I'm, even have yeah. many lines. She needed a pet or something. Yeah, she needed like a tiger or some <laughs> sort of creature to a, a snigger. A snigger, <laughs> that would have been cool. A tiger, a a snigger, half tiger, half lion, half snail. snail. Three, all three halves <laughs> represented. Extra yeah, deadly, but extra slow. <laughs> yeah, it can, can regrow itself like a slug. So yeah, so after hope inexplicably. Starts receiving Scott's radio signals again. She goes and helps him get the power core. They're in a good cell phone reception area at that point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's what it sounded oh. like. Honestly, it sounded like she just got closer and they can have the yeah, reception. Came, we didn't talk about Baskin Robbins, Scott. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was the best. Yeah. That was awesome. There was, uh, they briefly toyed with the idea of having uh, hope with children oh. in the quantum probability thing (laughs) right yeah Yeah, it's just weird to me that like you would have her with babies down there like because those aren't her yeah do those those babies then like if they decide to cry or be happy do they double like yeah probability babies (laughs) probably i mean it would have been cool to have more characterization for hope but like also giving the Lady character babies is not characterization. No, it is not. Babies no, is not. not the only thing you have to do for female characters. All it was. I think. I think that yeah, Jeff Loveness needed a woman to write this movie with him. Honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, there were a couple of moments during the audio commentary. I was like, this guy definitely fucking writes for Rick and Morty because he is not funny. Mm. <laughs> like to listen to talk, <laughs> he has made a couple of comments where I'm like, Ooh, yikes, this is for perpetuity, pal. Ugh. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, recording and, this. And, and to just go back, Josh, a probability baby is what exists in that moment after she pees on the stick, but before it turns blue. <laughs> That's right. It could be anything at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you pee on a stick? I did. It was inconclusive. 
That's right. It's one of my favorite Jim Halpert lunch. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, the uh, Kang decides he's not going to let them go or whatever. And I don't know. He was just not going to kill Cassie and he did not kill Cassie. So it's not like he really went back on it. They didn't really get a good deal from Kang in the first place, <laughs> I think. And then they were shocked that that, like, he was like, no, I'm still going to go be evil. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he captures Janet with Modoc, uh, who destroys her ship with Hank on it. Uh, as far as we can tell. Um, but then we find out that he uh, got rescued by the ants who have rapidly evolved. <laughs> it's like, well, I know and- socialism's a really loaded word these days. But. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to me, that joke did not land. No. No. I was like, because no. yeah. we, we know that they have hive societies we have for a long, long time. Like, and yeah. yes, that's an easy metaphor. Socialism. And also, is socialism um, a loaded world in the MCU with the blip and everything? Like, or the quantum realm? Yeah. Um, we do hear the ants throughout the movie, which I thought was a cool little detail. Mm. On on rewatch, you can hear the little the little chittering sound that they make in his radio or in his like earpiece. Mm. Yeah, and he's constant, and, and you see Hank kind of look off into the middle distance every once in a That's while. That's true. Yeah, I did catch that. Which I thought was cool. I was really glad that they telegraphed that as well as they did, yeah. especially on rewatches. Like, oh, he's Hank's on his own adventure this whole movie. He's reconnecting <laughs> with his aunts, you know. Like, <laughs> Hank well, they're remind- yeah. ride. You know, it's a he's nice like, reminder that he's Ant Man. Yeah, you know, and it was we know even in the comics that Scott just you know sort of took on the suit to help Hank, but he's yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. He's the ant scientist. Yes, absolutely. Ant scientist. They don't just give that. Yeah, but I love how what a what a convenient umbrella ant science. He has a PhD provides. in ants. <laughs> not not entomology, just ants. Just ants, as in your uncle's wife. Yeah. He's uh, a real freak. So, um, let's see. Hank, Scott, and Hope make their way to Kang's fortress castle whatever um meanwhile cassie rescues jentara from the dungeons the the holding cells um they start an <laughs> uprising against kang and his army um the- this is the point in the movie that i finally noticed the closed captioning uh was calling them uh the guards was calling them quantum knots hmm. Ooh, quantum knots Mm. Well, there is a training program. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you got to be in the Air Force first. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. We don't have a quantum force Wait, yet. So the, but, the things uh, with the shields were called quantum nuts? Yeah. 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 The faceless, uh, the faceless like people. The cannon fodder. Yeah. Whatever those are. Who and why quantum nuts? I don't know. Yeah, again. And again, did they have jobs before Kang? And yeah, right. recruited? Like, is that one population that he conquered? And they're Exploited. like, oh, you're like, we'd yeah. like to be conquered. We don't like all these other colorful, exciting creatures that right. live here. We'll we'll be in your army. Yeah. The like, Romans he, did it all the time. But w- yeah, we have no clue. Yeah. And he like gives a speech to them. They're people. Ah, she's why? doing it. I thought. 
Wait, who's well, he yeah. starts he starts a speech, and then she's like, "Oh, just." She cuts but they in. can't take our freedom. Yeah, yeah. No, he starts a speech, and then she's like, "Like, yeah, hey, is my this name thing is on? Cassie, and I'm here to say." Oh, he can't get a major way. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "I love rice. It's great when you want to eat ten thousand or something." Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. That was uh, what's his face? Um, Rodney Dangerfield. Not Joke? Dangerfield. Uh, the guy who died from the nineties. Um, Kinnison. Not Kinnison. The, oh, the one Bill Kinnison Hicks. Guy. Not Bill Hicks. Hicks. The other one. No? The hater. Oh yeah. Um, George Carlin. Not. <laughs> um. Ah, oh, I'll remember later. Anyways. Um. Yeah, guy from the nineties that died. Yeah, he was a stand-up comedian. He did, he was course, on Letterman a lot. He always had the like this the one-liners over and over again. Yeah, what is his name? Oh, the friend from uh, the show with Larry David in it that died yeah. recently. What is his? That's Bob, the guy. Super Dave. Bob Einstein. No, no, it's not Bob Einstein. No. The other guy, the long-haired, looks like. Are you talking about Stephen Wright? Because he's alive. Not Stephen Wright. <laughs> not Stephen Wright. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, anyways, there's the big fight at the end. Um, Janet fixes the power core. Um, Richard Lewis is still alive as well. Is that who you're yeah, talking nope, about? Not Richard Lewis. Not Richard Lewis. That's who I was thinking of. So it's not Richard Lewis. He wished me well on my sobriety announcement. Aw, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Like, a, sent me a message. Serious. Wow. Anyways, that's but awesome. we're not talking Mitch about Hedberg. him either. Well, but I mean, Mitch Hedberg. That's the nineties. Hedberg. Thank you. Mitch Hedberg. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. Yes. Oh, my God. That was Donut right was guy. guy. He it was Gen X. So I kept trying to think of somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, no. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. No, he said the rice thing. That was a Hedberg joke. That's right. When you want to eat 10,000. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Case closed. Yeah. So uh, they have the big fight. Um, Modoc ends up switching sides because Cassie tells him not to be a dick. Um. That was really cool looking like when that. she uh, expanded. She's like, please let this work. And she gets really big and punches him. That looked so good. Yeah. The slow motion of him getting punched in the face, too, was really satisfying. Yeah. He's got a well, very punchable face. Her character in the books becomes Stature. Is that yeah. correct? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Who uses the giant form more often than the like ant-sized form. Mm. So she may be a young Avenger coming up. I really liked her performance of this whole bit of like, you don't don't be a dick, like stop being a dick, and that's it's never too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just feel like it. Yeah, she delivered the vibe that would turn somebody a little warmer, but just the writing of it was just so bland. Yeah, like, yeah, and kind of sloppy. First like, draft, she's literally kind of running away as she says it. Well, and yeah. so never too late to be a dick. <laughs> like, hey, can we just finish our scene? Why are you running? Well, and yeah. like all the jokes, there were fine jokes in here, but they none of them really landed. They were like, yeah. I don't know. That's a good way to say about a lot of it. Like, just certain things didn't land. There was a lot I liked, but yeah, 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 a lot just didn't land. Half baked. Um, so. Uh, anyways, uh, Scott then has to do, you know, the protagonist's personal fight with the antagonist 
as oh, but he gets really big first. Yeah, he gets really big, and Cassie gets really big, and then there's that, and then. <laughs> but that was another big, another cool big in Japan. That, uh, another cool thing that did work when uh, Wasp threw Tiny Scott, and then he got gigantic mm. to yeah kick the, the force field. special the fastball special yeah. Well, and you also see him pick up the top of one of those buildings like he's Captain America holding the shield. Yeah. There were some oh, really yeah. cool shots in this sequence that I, this was the best part of like the action was him being big and yelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, so they, uh, let's see. Uh, then, yeah, Scott is fighting uh, Kang and. Then losing badly. He's losing. And then Hope shows up and finally does something in the movie. Yeah, here she comes. No, no, save she Scott. saves him. She saves him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Third time she saves him. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then Kang gets shrunk down or sucked in or something to the core thing. The, the power or he's dead uh died returning to his planet i don't know yeah and yeah. i wasn't sure what battle we were at um the last one but but like the the one before that when you've got the three shrinking expanding people mm-hmm. uh wasp never gets big no yeah i don't know if wasp um, can he never big. does right yeah but yeah, they're never does, they're but getting can they're getting badly beaten at that point when the ants show up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, you're right. She never gets big, but at the same time, uh, he never has wings when that's something that could easily be added to his. Very easily. Yeah, it would be very oh, useful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or he could put jets on his oh. boots and fly. Like and he's Star-Lord. still like Iron Man. He still <laughs> doesn't have Where Starlord like, doesn't have blasters. Because she has blasters on her arms too. Yeah. yeah Scott yeah. is just. He is just punching people. Yeah, he just gets big and small. That's his only thing. Jump and yeah. tap. I will never get the old over. jump and tap. Jump and tap. Yeah. I will never get over five how, years of how, jump and tap. How much <laughs> six years of jazz? <laughs> I will never get over what sort of core strength Star Lord has to have to be able to stay perfectly perpendicular to the ground when his boots are shooting. When his blasters are yeah. Uh so um all right. Yeah. So, anyways, See, for me, this it went on too long for me. Like you guys said, it was the most it, action. It was the I big. Was like, all right. It did go on too long. Yeah. It was the big yeah. CGI battle fest at the end of every Marvel movie, and it was more Just, CGI battle fest than a lot of them are. It's it, it did this movie does a lot of like I don't even know what to call it. Like in it, in general, you want things to. Uh, build up tension. You want things to accelerate to a point where we're at a fever pitch and the movie is culminating in something that's happening. This movie kept like culminating and then like ratcheting back down and then like, right. Like, like that quantum heist should not have happened so much earlier than this scene. You know, like there's a lot of downtime between that of like people talking about what they're going to do. And Cassie's <laughs> going to get on a radio and all this stuff. Like, yeah, keep like, the fight he's big and then he's small and then Kang is blasting people yeah like, I, I, at a certain point I'm just tired of seeing people shoot CGI blue and red CGI at each other yeah yeah. like they the big done... Scott was clever 
What is Kang going to do about Big Scott? Is he going to flick him? Oh, yeah. Right. Big Scott fighting Kang would have been very interesting. And all we see is him grab him the one time and then Kang kind of blows him up away from him or something and he's small again. Yeah, it's, yeah. They could have done a lot more with a lot of things. Yeah, definitely yeah. disappointing. But, but that's really so, all I, but, yeah. but But anyways, so Kang gets sucked into the thing after uh, uh, Hope shows back up and, and saves him. Yeah, sucks into the... Um, Kang is now inside the core. Smaller than anything. Kang is now in the probability field. He's in that probability matrix with oh. infinite versions of himself. Right. <clears throat> I'm really excited for that to be the Kang that we see emerge at some point. Um, what if that's what did it? Oh. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what if that's what split off all the different variants of him? Because we see we're, we're not quite there yet. There is a post credit where there's a few variants talking to each other. Yeah. 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 But that's just I think it's a really cool way to leave this character like our yeah. crime Kang, the bad Kang. We introduce yeah. him and then we bridge him for five movies while he is battling himself. Mm. And right. he will have to he will have to emerge as a singular figure who has figured out getting well, out, you know, they've already, I mean, because in Loki, he's he who remains. And we know that he who remains is different than Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. So it's confusing and it's going to get more confusing, but they're starting. They're starting. Yeah, yeah. they are. But I wonder if, yeah, I mean, it, they, they could go back and retcon that putting him in the probability chamber type thing and kind of trapping him in there could have created all the probable gangs. Yeah. I call them probable gangs. I don't know if anybody <laughs> else. Does. I just I, assumed that was his people. That's right. That was like the race of people he came from. Oh, well, no, they're, oh, I see. That's what, yeah, that they um, all, they're all, no, I, they're all variations. They're, I, we don't really know where he came from. Do yeah. We? They're all the same oh. guy from different multiverses. Oh, okay. So, all the different Kangs that can. Yeah. Um. So, but anyways, yeah. And then it turns out that, so I really thought like it was like, oh, Scott and Hope are stuck here, but it turns out Cassie could just open the portal whenever she wants. Yeah, uh, that's that's how that was or, written initially too. They were supposed to get trapped in the quantum realm, mm. and they decided mm. against it. Which I prefer. I don't want them to be trapped in the quantum. I don't realm. want them trapped in the quantum realm, but just like, yeah. oh no, she can just turn it back on. <laughs> it's yeah, so lame. <laughs> so that's the yeah, weird thing about weird. the quantum realm is time seems to pass evenly. Faster? Well, right. uh, it seems to pass the same in the quantum realm as it does the real world, but above the quantum realm, time works different. You know, yeah, like, oh, they, like pop out and it's not years later, like they have an early birthday for Cassie, but it, they make it seem like she used the time advantage to turn on the machine and reverse engineer because she didn't but have she, a thing that could get them out of the quantum realm. Did she just turn on she, the machine and it yeah. worked? You're, you're right. Yeah, they are. They are measuring time. Yeah, yeah. She didn't have a portal to the quantum realm. She had a thing that went down into the quantum realm. Yeah. She could have talked to her dad. And said, like, hey, dad, we're going to figure out a plan to get you out. I'm going to reverse engineer the thing that mm. Kang did. Give me a week or something. Like, but it just happens minutes later. She's like, yeah. literally. <laughs> She's like, was, it's uh, like an air fryer. It's amazing. <laughs> it was Janet who created the portal mm. uh, in the first mm. place um, to get them home. 
again. That's oh. true. Because right before they it's blink, like, uh, she's in the tower uh, and calls calls them after uh, uh, Kang gets ant swarmed. Um, it says, I, I think I found a way home. Uh, it was Janet. Using the, the power who, cell thing. Who figured that out. Yeah. Using the power core. But then they reopened it again because it closed, right? Right. And right. then they just yeah, reopened yeah. it from the regular world. First they, they we used... knew it was Janet be, it, at the end of the second one. It was at the end of the second one, right? Where they're supposed to pull Scott out of the quantum realm and they flip. Yeah. And he's in the, he's in yeah. the van. Yeah. It was Janet that him. had figured out how to do that. But. Yeah. So anyways, um, we get a reprise of the welcome back montage and voiceover, except this time there's a touch of existential dread as he starts to worry <laughs> about the universe at large. Right, um, that's what I mean. Maybe he made all the probable kick. Oh man, sorry. I'll go write it in my diary. <laughs> but uh, but yes, he's worried for sure. Yeah, and it's Kathy's early Kathy. It's Cassie's early <laughs> birthday. It's always Kathy's birthday. Kathy from HR. <laughs> it's Kathy with a K or Kathy with a C. It's Cassie's belated birthday. Yeah. So all did did Scott emerge in the same universe untouched by Kang or is this know. a fucked up version of the universe that Kang has put him in because Kang has already gone through time come out of the thing on the other end come back and fucked up Scott's world I like I wonder if it's not a similar situation to Tony and Thanos where like we never really saw what Tony saw in Age of Ultron but he saw something and he never really revealed it to anybody until it was too late. And so that existential dread you were just thinking, I feel, I wonder if it's the same kind of thing, Scott, like I saw a possibility and I wonder if I had something to do with that. Possibility. I, don't know. I, I like that, Brian, how you said it might be because like nobody knows him anymore. He has to pay for his coffee. And what happened? Like that was just all in their world. Like nobody knows that this had this fight happened. Right. Like, right. But no, everyone's nobody would him know. Differently. How would they know? So, I was wondering about that, so I wonder. Oh, oh! Did they come back to a different? Yeah, a different where he's not the same popular guy that well, he was. Well, and again, time doesn't work the same way to Kang. Like in the quantum realm, I'm sure time doesn't work the same. But like to Kang, just he can go back in time before this. He doesn't live in a straight line. Yeah, and oh. change the world if he's if he has already escaped from that probability thing at some point in the future. He can mm-hmm. go back in time and change the world while they're in the quantum realm fighting Kang, you know, like right in that moment, change everything. Yeah. That's why coffee costs $12 now. Yeah. <laughs> Although to be fair in San Francisco, I think that's probably about right. Probably about right. There was nothing on the menu board behind that guy that was $12. Mm. There was nothing on the menu that was $12. I think it was trying to get a little. But I, he got a coffee and a sandwich, didn't he? No, it was just or coffee. Just the coffee this time? It was okay. The first time. It was, and I think it was just black coffee, too. Yeah. No, I think that guy's trying to huh. trying to get back some of the, the money he lost by giving him free <laughs> yeah. right. before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, credits roll. In the mid-credits scene, we get to see the, the Council of Kangs. Um, Ramatut. Yep. We see it for Immortus. sure. Immortus. Yeah. Immortus. Um, there we get, uh, I don't, I, what was the name of the, uh, there was a Cree Kang. Um, there was like all sorts of alien Kangs in there. There. Yeah. Like yes. that lizard Kang that's from that shot in the comics or from that panel of 
the council of all the council of kings. Yeah. yeah, they recreated that panel pretty well. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah. So it is the Centurion, Ramatut, and Immortus. Yeah. Right. Those, Those are, are three three big primary. Guns. Yeah. 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 Um. And then, then our prime king. That yeah. We just so the, yeah. There's King the Conqueror the two you just mentioned. He who remains from the Loki series, and then Victor Timely. Who, well, and and he he who remains and Victor Timely are the same, the same timeline, probably, and probably our Prime King is also probably that same guy. That's my guess. Is that that's the whole? Yes, exactly. Yeah. He's got to be. Evil you could argue and, that they are all the same. Yeah, he's got to be evil and good and curious and all of those things all at once for him to be fully fleshed out yeah. and dynamic. And they were the ones who had exiled King the Conqueror to the quantum realm in the first place yeah right he's uh, the yes they're the they he keeps referring yeah, to yeah um and then in a final post credit scene the avengers uh loki and mobius go and see a victor timely on earth in early 1900s and his astounding temporal marvel yes this was an interesting yeah. choice to put uh Owen Wilson in this, it would have been fine just to have Loki in it. But like, oh, it this cool. isn't yeah. this isn't the first scene of season two, clearly. Yeah, because season one ends with Loki and Owen Wilson not knowing each other necessarily, or Owen Wilson. Yeah. Well, I'm so ready for it to be a buddy show. Yeah, like, buddy cop right? show. And, Bring it. And I love the, the Victor Timing thing. I just love it because you know, like, it gives you that vibe of like Tesla and the like the you know the powers of the ether kind of like shit it's like of course a time traveler would come back and <laughs> use close-up magic and electricity <laughs> when scientists Thanks. used to do stage shows yes mm -hmm. thank you yeah nobody was paying you to do science you were selling your science you were just a math magician <laughs> uh so um that's it. Do we have any unanswered questions we haven't uh, asked yet? I asked all of mine already. That's all of mine. Uh, why do you guys think it did so bad? Just because it's storyline, or because it was up against? Because I mean, because it was up against Avatar. Or? No, I heard I once. Go ahead. Uh, Avatar was out for three months, though. Yeah, because it's not um, that. I heard that. Um, and I don't know if it's true, but that they diverted a bunch of um, production money, um, CGI and computer animation money away from it to put it towards Guardians of Galaxy 3, which maybe was a smart move because that has been a huge success. Yeah. So I there were a lot of points in this where the effects looked hokey. They looked and bad. Not, in their own kind of way. I don't know how to put it. Not just green screen hokey, but just like... Cartoonish. Yeah, a little too cartoonishy. Yeah. Um, Hard to say. They, I think Pey that's Peyton why. Reed said there are 2,500 VFX shots in this movie. Unique individual VFX shots that they ordered from the production house. There are wow. 124 minutes in this movie. There are at least 20 VFX shots per minute in this movie. Unique VFX shots from a different VFX house. Wow. Yeah. Like, so I think that's, that's the kind of thing. I think more than the story or the portrayals, I think it was, mm -hmm. and like we all said, they, they, they got right up to the line. They almost succeeded on a few things they were trying to I, do. I, I do think the script needed another 
another yeah. pass. Pass. Yeah. It needed something that just ties it together. I, I read a fun theory before this came out about how this was a yellow brick road Wizard of Oz story mm. and how they were entangling with the quantum realm. And that was immediately way more interesting than this. Yeah. Well, and it's it's a little baffling too because they had so much time to work on this script. They started writing it during it started being written during the pandemic. They had a yeah. lot of time. Well, it's funny you say the Wizard of Oz thing because that's exactly what Loki ended up. You know, like yeah. they literally had the fake t- council of t- you know he was the wizard. He was literally yeah. the wizard behind the curtain. Well, and they used Goodbye Yellow Brick Road so heavily. Oh in the yeah. promotion of this mm-hmm. that ah, yeah yeah he's, he's the wizard controlling things there are no allusions to it really in the no. movie no which is disappointing because like as a cultural touchstone we all know the wizard of oz doesn't matter what country you're from yeah actually it's that, pretty much like a familiar element yeah that 100 would have worked great because they essentially get sucked up in a tornado and sent to a magic land Right, right. No, I didn't feel Wizard of Oz at all from that movie, actually. It's too Rick and Morty and not enough Wizard of Oz. It's not Wizard of Oz at all, for real. Yeah. I think people would have been a little more forgiving of the CGI if it had been an absolute banger of a script. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think Laserhead was the Tin Man. Um, Who was the Scarecrow? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the little thing that had no holes? Veb. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I know. Brain, no. no cowardly lion. Do we have Is cowardly Jim lion? Cowardly lion. character, maybe he wasn't that cowardly, but he uh, was sort of like, stop, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You were there, and you were there, and you. No, you weren't there. <laughs> that would have been a really funny ending to this movie too. Just having that be the way that it wraps up, because they had a perfect opportunity for that. This movie is the perfect example of just missing the line on every single thing. Yeah. It really just didn't come together. Yeah. It yeah, there was a lot of potential in all the separate elements, but it just didn't work as a whole. Yeah. So alright, that means it's time to do something we have not done in quite a while. We are going to rank it. Oh wow. Yes. Oh the rankings. I haven't even seen yeah, so uh, to, for for perspective, we have the first Ant-Man at number 32. It's in between Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Ant-Man and the Wasp at number 34, right above Eternals. Okay, um, let's go down a little bit. I yep. agree. I'm, I I definitely, I feel like well, Avengers, let's go down. Birds of let's Prey, go down. Wins, Iron Man 3, All Dark Knight Rises, Superman, no. go down. Dr. Yeah, Strange. Go, sure. go yeah. down. Keep going down. Keep going down. Uh, Batman Returns, maybe? Oh, I love Batman Returns. Same. Defender and Unbreakable. Blade, Swamp Defender. Thing. Thing. Put this thing. It's got to be under Swamp yeah. Thing. Swamp Thing. The huh. Crow. Crow's such a classic. Uh, I would almost say in between. I would almost say Swamp Under thing. the Crow. Under the Crow. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be fine with that, but yeah, there's the there's some flies. real gems there. Or Orgasmo, Batman sixty six, the gross one thing. But this is bonkers. Who made this list? No, that's the Wolverine. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my my father's <laughs> Wolverine. Eh? We are 
we are all ashamed of this list because it's a mess. No, so this list is according. Started out so proud and so justifiable. This list we is had ridiculous. Such reasoning for Swamp Thing being so high for so long. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still Swamp Thing, Team Swamp Thing. I still love it. I'm still yeah. tuber. <laughs> I'm in tubers. So I don't know. Al thoughts better than Shazam to me. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to dip it below Dark World or Superman Returns. Definitely. Yeah. Um, definitely better uh, than The Wolverine. That movie was not good. That's hard. That's hard to watch. What about Orgasm? In between Orgasmo and Superman Two. I mean, oh, Superman see, now 2. I don't want to put it above Superman Two. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one, <laughs> Superman Two. So in between that and Shazam, Shazam because. Yeah. It does not belong below Shazam, Dark World, Pool. Yeah, no. I I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soup and Shazam is fine with me. All right. <laughs> That's the new special at Panera. <laughs> Soup, and Soup and Shazam. <laughs> uh, so Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man. Quantum Mania goes at number 62. On our big list All of, right, 62. Of, of things that we talk about. Um, yeah, our, our list of something. Yeah. Um, which means it's time to look at next week. And next week on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are going to be watching Shazam 2. What is that even called? Uh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. A movie. Helen Mirren's mad. A movie that was in theaters for three whole weeks. They pulled it after three weeks. DC's getting. It's a bad. Pile drive. WB. Pile driven. Yeah. Warner Brothers is like, thank God for Barbie at this point. I I tried to watch Shazam, Fury of the Gods. I put it on in the background at some point a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't watch it. it. I didn't make it an hour into it. I was like, I, I didn't finish it. it. Yeah, I didn't. Yep. Yeah, and I really like Helen Mirren a uh, lot. Yeah, I really like Shazam. I like the kid who plays yeah, Shazam I, and Zach. What's his Levi? But yeah, they just they don't know what to do with their own properties. No, they yeah. don't. I was, I was a little hopeful for Blue Beetle, but at this point, I'm like, I don't even know if it matters. I, I don't yeah, know I saw if the it trailer matters. yesterday. And, like, uh, but seriously, how does a movie with Modoc in it do better than a movie with Captain Marvel in it, who's been around since like the twenties or thirties? You know, like Shazam shouldn't have flopped so badly. Even Black Adam shouldn't. The Rock is a popular, but DC just has no fucking. DC has. Have you guys done Black Adam yet? We did. Yeah, we did, and the uh, yeah. <laughs> It was something. The uh, yeah. something changed. What changed the paradigm? What was it? The Rock changed. According oh, to executive yeah. producers and presidents of DC changed as yeah. a result. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Great job, Dwayne. The balance of power changed yeah. thanks to Black Adam, but not in the way wow. he meant. Not how he wanted. Yeah. So that is it. That is it for uh, this week on Harmless Phosphorescence. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been uh, your host, Throw Smiley, reminding you that it is never too late to stop being a dick. <laughs> That's true. And I also want to let you know that some of us have holes. I'm Josh C. I have seven. 
Nice. Don't, don't worry. I'm not dead. I'll be back in like 10 movies. I'm Brian Lesh. <laughs> I am the ultimate weapon. This is Serena. Oh. <laughs> and I'm craving a lime. Oh, citrus. Citrus, right? Citrus, citrus right. Oh, I'm Mallory Kleber. I will burn you out of time. <laughs> we'll see you next time, everybody. <laughs> what was that last thing you said? Burn- I will burn you out of time. Oh, yeah, I know. It, as if we were having a phone conversation and then you oh. quickly put that in at the last <laughs> second. As I'm running away. Yeah, like, all right, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to murder you. Wait, what? Hey, hey, hey. Wait, what is that? All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, I thought we were off. <laughs>